Hey gang, this is Fillmore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J-I-M-F-I-X-X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation. If I do do that show... And she somehow ends up staying there. I'm going to bring fucking puppies on there every week so she could sit there and be a big phony baloney like she is. I mean, she looks like she smelled bad pussy. But when you piss on somebody's job opportunity, you know, Ellen really wanted to be a judge on American Idol. Wasn't her goal when she got into the business, but she really wanted it and she took the job. She would deny me my dream job because she doesn't like me personally. And that's why I told you Ellen's a cunt. Ellen DeGeneres is such a jerk, Stern said, <laughs> noting that he's never been one to interfere at other people's professional opportunities <laughs> out of fear of bad karma. She would deny me my dream job because she doesn't like me personally, and that's why I told you Ellen's a cunt. <laughs> yeah. He took things to a personal level. <laughs> Referencing the openly gay comic sexuality. <laughs> and that face of hers. <laughs> and that face of Trump stole that one. She looked like she smelled bad pussy. <laughs> I think before she got famous, she had a lot of bad pussy. <laughs> Nose of her is forever crinkled. Okay. Stern said. So he wishes she had a dick. <laughs> and she just wants to be a man. She wants a cock. Let's be honest. She's never gonna she, get she is just not funny. On what planet do people laugh at her? And put a dress on. I know you're a dyke, but you know what? Every minute would that. I love every show when you come out and dance. I actually look forward to it. Well, you look now, forward to seeing now, what moves now, she's going to do yeah, today. They're the same moves every but, day. But what's weird about it is, I'm trying to break down why I like that. I think <laughs> it's because I, I expect that you can't dance. Welcome, everybody, to another installment of, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Fillmore Fingers, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me, of course, is my wonderful, fabulous co-host, Sam. Hello, everyone. And today, we're actually getting back to a theme that we started off and then we never lost track. It's just we have to get the clips together in such a way that they actually make sense. And we're going back to our reshinding format, which is the first one in our series was, um, uh, I believe the first one was Jennifer Aniston. Yes, it was. Yeah. And that's still one of my favorites actually to listen back to because I keep forgetting how those clips, <laughs> when they're getting massages. <laughs> oh, I love that that marriage didn't work out just based on the fact he gave a speech that it was going to work out because he's so hot. At their wedding? Well, I mean, if Howard Stern is giving a speech at your wedding that you deserve each other because you're hotness, um, yeah. that's like probably a big indicator it's going to fail. Right. 
So, so we, that was the first one. And the second one was the Lena Dunham one, which was not our greatest episode. We admit that readily, but, uh, it's still worth a listen, I think. And that's why we kept it up there. And so this one, we decided there's nothing more timely than an Ellen episode of Reshinding because of what she's been going through. Thankfully, I'm sorry to say. Um, and also his latest comments, which we're going to bring up in terms of audio. And we'll also read the page six article as well. So Back in the day, we're not going to go back uh, further than the 2000s because during the sitcom, he didn't have a whole lot to say because, well, I don't think he watched or cared one way or the other. But Ellen, uh, the if, if people like the people have to understand the the narrative of she had it so rough after her first sitcom got canceled. She did for a while, but she was on a major sitcom for five years, and the fifth year got canceled. Because she, the ratings went down a bit. It was always fair to middling. It wasn't as high as other shows in terms of ratings. But after the big outing episode, a lot of the criticism was based on, look, just be funny. It was the writing. Yeah, the writing sucked. I've got a couple friends that did watch it at the time. And they said, no, it was just all about a gay mandate. And it wasn't about being a sitcom anymore. It was all about... I think they got hung up on it and they, she felt, or somebody felt we got to go down this road and double down and then they canceled it. And then they should supposedly her agent left her this and that, but that's what happens when you're no longer hot. You lose agencies, <laughs> you know, you they, they drop you as clients and, um, she, right. then she had another show that would lasted a season and that was a failure. I don't, I didn't see it. I didn't watch it. I have no idea. And then finally she, in 2003, she started with a talk show. And I think that's that's the one that's still the same one, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same show. And I have sporadically watched Ellen throughout my life. I mean, it's been kind of a staple for, you know, years and years in daytime television. So needless to say, like you stay home sick from school or you are home and you're not working a certain shift in what's on and it's Ellen. And if it's a mm-hmm guest you care about or something fine there are some certain memorable moments that i thought were good i guess i mean when she had kids on who were talented i i enjoyed that but other mm-hmm. than that i mean i i really i i, I wasn't a fan sorry i never was and i never was a fan i remember seeing i, her I on feel Carson. bad saying that but i really just wasn't <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hate female comics in general. After Tody Fields died, I sort of was like, I, I got stuck in the mud and said, no, there's no other female comics I give a shit about, which is not true, actually. There are some that are that are de- that are okay. Like Maria Bamford, I'm not a fan, but I, I appreciate what she's trying to do. Um, but, you know uh, I'm the biggest Joan Rivers fan. Like, I have a picture uh, yeah. in my bedroom of her, a painting. I'm obsessed. Love, think she's hilarious. So Joan was talented, absolutely. But uh, she was, you know, a lot came with the dinner. So... Um, I choose to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, the, 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 the whole problem with Ellen was there was this uh, interview on... Sorry, not interview, an article on BuzzFeed News from July 16th by Christy Lee Yandoli. And it's called Former Employees... Ellen's be kind talk show mantra masks a toxic work culture. So I'll just read, we'll read some of it uh, for you guys if you've been living in a cave and don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Fillmore, don't you think this be kind mantra that she's, you know, thrust upon her show, it, I think it's part of the reason why she is under so much scrutiny. Like, I mean, Letterman oh, yes. was always a prick. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's not like something new that talk show hosts are pieces of shit to their yeah. staff. I remember one time, you know, remember listening to Stern. Yeah. They said peace Letterman's, and love. Peace and love. Letterman's uh, flacky had to get a sandwich and he ran up to the front of the line sweating bullets like this is for David Letterman. Like right. some stupid sandwich. So it's not, you know, uncommon, I don't think. But it's the fact that she branded herself as a kind person. Yeah, that's problematic. Well, well there, there's that. And the, the fact is, if you if you market yourself as that and you market the show as being as such, and then in, internally you treat employees like shit, which a lot of these guys that we find out they do. And, and we always love to bring up Johnny Carson. Generally, he was good to his staff. He's certainly generous to them. Uh, if you read the Lawrence Lerner book, King of Late Night, which came out about a month or so after he died in 2005, it talks about how he, he treated the camera operators as if they were just parts, parts of the camera and didn't even acknowledge them. And I'm thinking to myself, was he supposed to acknowledge, I mean, you should acknowledge all your workers, all your employees. Like Jerry Lewis knew every employee's name, first names. Absolutely. And he insisted on it. Now he could be a prick and demanding, but that was all about professionalism. I mean, uh, with wig, you don't get the sense that if he doesn't get his fucking potato from Grillo fast enough, it's going to affect the show one way or the other. <sighs> But he's still he, going to bitch about it. He's abused. Be kind. Yeah, exactly. So let's start reading some of this. Ellen DeGenerate has built... Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. That's fine. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres has built her worldwide multi-million dollar brand on the motto, Be Kind, quote, with lavish give giveaways and acts of charity. But behind the scenes, current and former employees on her leading daytime show say they faced racism, fear, and intimidation. That be kind bullshit only happens when the cameras are on. It's all for show, one former employee told BuzzFeed News. I know they give money and help to people and help them out, but it's for show. Uh, would you like to read the next paragraph here, Sam? Sure. Yeah. BuzzFeed News spoke to one and ten former employees on the Ellen DeGener DeGeneres show. You're right. That, that last name is really a pickle. <laughs> all of whom asked to remain anonymous fearing retribution from the award-winning NBC daytime talk show and others in the ent entertainment industry. They said they were fired after taking medical leave or bereavement days to attend family funerals. One employee who claimed she was fed up with comments about her race essentially walked off the job. Others said they were also instructed to direct their managers to not speak to DeGeneres if they saw her around the office. They were, yeah, it says they were instructed by their direct managers not to speak to DeGeneres. That's an awkward sentence. Not to speak to DeGeneres if they saw her around the office. Others now, said, oh, oh, I see. That's a weird, that's a weird way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> they were instructed directly, it should say. Most of the former employees blamed executive producers and senior managers for the day-to-day -day toxicity. But one former employee said that ultimately it's Ellen's name on the show. And if she really needs, and she really needs to take more responsibility for the workplace environment. Uh, if she wants to have her own show and have her name on the show title, she needs to be more involved and see what's going on, one former employee said. Uh, I think the executive producers surround her and tell her things are going great, everybody's happy, and she just believes that, but it's her responsibility to go beyond that. So anyway, the uh, let's keep going. There's a little bit more here. Um, a black woman, can you read that one? Yeah, right a black woman who used to work on the Ellen DeGeneres show told BuzzFeed News she experienced racist comments, actions, and microaggressions, quote, during her year and a half as an employee. 
She said when she was hired, a senior level producer told her and another black employee, oh, wow, you both have box braids. I hope we don't get you confused. And at a work party, she said one of the main writers told her, I'm sorry, I only know the names of the white people who work here. Each and other coworkers awkwardly laughed it off instead of coming to her defense. Fuck. Yeah. And then this is a, uh, okay, so we keep going. Um, the, when the former employee brought up race, issues of race and representation on the show and asked producers not to use offensive terms like spirit animal in segments, her colleagues called her the PC police. When she started to speak up about the discrimination, she said all of her colleagues distanced themselves from her. Whenever oh, wait, I brought, why yeah. is spirit animal racist? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. What, is it supposed to be against Native Americans? I have no idea. When I, whenever I brought up an issue to my white male boss, he would bring up some random story about some random black friend that he had and how they managed to get over stuff, she said. He would use his black friend as some way to say, I understand your struggle, but it was all performative bullshit. Um, uh, okay. Okay, after one year at Ellen, she said she asked for a raise after learning another recent hire made double for doing the same job despite her having worked in the te television industry for a decade. Her manager told her they'd see what they could do, but months went by and nothing happened, she said. Now, here's the issue, guys. Before we continue reading this, we understand that it, if they're using one source, it's not enough because there can always they be didn't. one. No, they went through uh, loads of people. Um and uh, the there's a Kevin Porter's Twitter thread that said, uh, ask people to share the most insane stories you've heard about Alan being mean. And it's got more than 2,600 replies, which is... And, and the replies were really bad. I think the worst one I heard was the employee that they had come back and then fired her, even though she was pregnant and needed the uh, the health insurance sure. yeah well this this funny in this article and they mentioned fired due to going to a family funeral or for helping for sick taking care of sick family tim sabian anyone right scott the engineer scott the engineer all the well scott the engineer wasn't fired for that but ultimately he wasn't given any assistance whatsoever um and the the, the so we understand that this happens at the, every top level from people that who are in charge, who just don't give a fuck about the peons who work for them. That's just, that's Hollywood, someone would say. But, I mean, this doesn't surprise me. That There's been years, 10 years ago, uh, Fitzsimmons, Greg Fitzsimmons got in trouble for uh, violating his NDA when he got fired from uh, Ellen, from right, for he was writing for Ellen, and I posted it on my channel. And um, he was, they fired off a letter to him and said, nope, you can't talk about that, you're violating your NDA. They were going to sue him. And, um, no one signed. No one has an NDA for these type types of shows unless there's shit to hide. Let's be honest. Now, when you say that, do you think because they have them by the balls like that, is that ethical in general? Before you start working for a place that's toxic, to have you sign an NDA, I think that's unethical. If you're going to be, yeah. if you're going to be a piece of shit, if you're going to do things that are going to harm people's mentality, career. Mm -hmm anything of the above, and this goes beyond just Ellen, you're going to have them sign an NDA saying, I'm going to be doing all these heinous things, but mm -hmm. guess what? You're not allowed to say anything or I'm going to sue you. How is that even ethical? 
Right. Well, what's what's the fine print, guys? When you have an when you when you force an employee to sign an NDA, what you're essentially saying is there are going to be things you're going to want to talk about because they're awful when you leave or even before you leave, and you, we're going to forbid you from doing these. Otherwise, we'll fucking sue you. That's no different than the Harvey Weinstein shit, where they had actually built into his contract money allocated to pay people off for stuff that they knew like he was going to do. They knew he was going to assault and fucking molest and rape women. It was like a and slush fund for molestation. Honestly, that's why New Line, if they, when they, you know, when all this shit happened, I was like, you guys, you should all be fucking going to jail at some point. You should all be, uh, I mean, not, this isn't a, try, not trying to be a social justice warrior here, guys, but you cannot propagate that kind of system and take any kind of moral high ground because his brother tried to distance himself from Harvey and saying like, oh, he was a bully. He was this and that. You're fucking culpable too, asshole. So you I'm know. just curious, like how these NDAs for these shows that you think you're signing up to work for this be kind to everyone mm -hmm. show mm -hmm. and yeah. then you end up in hell. How does that even work? How are you supposed to know before you start your job that this is going to be torture? Well, the, the other, th well, the other thing is, I don't know that they're even legally binding. It's really just, um, I, I, I there's something like if they're, if they're mandated to, a voice their testimony in court for some reason, then the non the NDAs are no longer binding for some reason. If for some reason there's a, a, a criminal case against Ellen and they're asked to testify, it supersedes the NDA. That's as much as I know. But, um, well, in, in, I, all I can say is know. I hope this happens for Howard. Yeah. <laughs> everyone <laughs> yeah. besides us and some former employees just let it rain all right. flowing down. <laughs> And we will play some of the uh, the audio of of Wiggy uh, talking about it, of course. But um, we his uh, the page six article came out August tenth, four days ago. Al Howard, Howard Stern's advice to Ellen DeGeneres: just be a prick. Um, well, it worked for him. Howard Stern has weighed in on Ellen DeGeneres' <laughs> seeming fall from grace, saying that if he were in the talk show's shoes, he would change his whole image. I'd go on the air and be a son of a bitch, he said Monday on Sirius no. XM's Howard Stern show. <laughs> People would just come in and I would go, fuck you, just be a prick. Stern continued, so you think I'm a prick? I'm going to show you exactly. I'm known in the, on the air as a prick, but off the air I'm known as a great guy, you know, for oh. the most part. I, you know, they know this isn't true because they started the article off like as as negative as possible. Yep. <laughs> well, it says here, um, Stern, who mentioned that he's working, he's been working from his Hampton, Hamptons home, or as he calls it, Long Island, during the pandemic, says he counts among his staffers a writers a writer who's been late to work nine hundred times. That's Benji, without recrimination, and that the brouhaha <laughs> over the culture at Ellen has moved him to reevaluate his own show. Sam. Oh, don't worry. That 900 times he's late. That's what you owed him for all the questions he wrote for you in your brand new book. Howard Stern comes again. That you never credit him, credit him for. And he actually right. took you to task for it on the air. He says, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> he's a, the, the brouhaha over the culture at Ellen has moved him to reevaluate his own show. You know, who's abused in my workplace? He asked me. Ah. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so earlier this month, me, late, me. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Earlier this month, page six exclusively reported that Stern's contract renewal at Sirius XM, his current deal is up at the end of the year. Maybe the biggest of the star's career should he decide to continue. My fucking ass. Anyway, oh, we're going to go call- through. I'm calling CPS. <laughs> We're going to go through some of the older clips, guys, of all the uh, times he put her down. And uh, and just, you know, some of them are a little longer than others, so bear with us. And uh, we're not sure how long this episode is going to go, but just um, I'll try to give you some context here. The first clip we're going to play is when she actually started her show uh, in 2003 from, I think, September of 2003. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. or It's either, it's either September 3rd. Uh, uh, September 3rd or March 9th. I'm not sure the way I've written it. So it's when calling Ellen a dyke. This is the evolved feminist. And they're not on long enough. And, and God knows what Ellen DeGeneres' groundbreaking ideas for television are going to be. I mean, Well, one of them is she's not going to talk about her personal life. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. She should do a makeover thing and start with herself and start dressing like a girl. Get rid of the men's clothes. I mean, would you die? If the first show, if I was the producer of Ellen DeGeneres, so I'd say, listen, first show, we're going to get you. We're going we're gonna to hire some straight guys. Or whoever. Okay. <laughs> we're going to have to break that one up because it's a minute and something. Already, like, are you, what do you, you're holding your face. <laughs> How does she have? These two fucking nimrods on her show and pretend that this never happened. If somebody ever said that to me, I would never. But they're soulless pieces of shit, I guess, in the entertainment industry. So it's it's just like politics. Ah, I never said this. Ah, you want to run for my vice president? Sure. It's like, you know, this is just shameless. There are no lions in fucking in Hollywood. And if some of these old, like these old bigwigs actually got treated like this by a star or whatever, they would fucking, they would, they would bury them. There would never be any coming back. They held grudges like fucking Sicilians. So it just goes to show, yeah, they're both phonies because you'll hear what he has to say about her more recently. You know what though? Go ahead. You know what though? He's made up for it by, she allowed Beth on the show multiple times alone and that alone... Oh, yeah. that's yeah. a good. <laughs> I don't know if she's actually doing that for the goof or is she <laughs> like, us. is she laughing with us? Yeah, exactly. Queer eye for the straight broad. <laughs> or so, I don't know. I don't know what you do. Queer, queer. No, straight eye for the queer broad. <laughs> yeah, straight eye for the queer broad. <laughs> and, and I would, I mean, most lesbians take like a lot of pride in looking unattractive. Yeah, Ellen needs a new haircut. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Remember when he said, "Listen, in this 2013 summit, I stand, I stand up for gay rights. I, I, I'm, I've always been for gay rights. Is this one of those moments? Should we put that on the donut? Sending it to Lana Wachowski, you fruit. Yeah. Fuck yeah, off. And this, and it's the same year he goes. Homosexuality is curable, just like OCD and back pain. I love Brad Pitt. She needs everything. Wouldn't you tune in if, if like, they're gonna, okay, we're going to put nylons and high heels and, 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 and shave her legs and yeah, put her in Victoria's Secret. In women's department. Yeah, put her in Victoria's Secret lingerie. I mean, I'd love to see them turn her into a girl. It'd be, it'd be a groundbreaking. Oh, no, my. What happens to a dyke? Like, all of a sudden, like, oh, you know what? You don't have to be with guys, so throw being thin and attractive out the window. Let me throw that back. What happens to a dyke? Like, all of a sudden... 
Like, oh, you know what? Let's see. That, that's what happens to a dyke. Could you imagine him saying that in 2020? This, guys, keep in mind, he's 50. He's 51 when he says this. This isn't some kind. This isn't. You don't evolve in your goddamn when you're 60 or 62 okay. or 63. So if this is 2003. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. The AIDS epidemic is kind of, you know, figured out. People are figuring that out. Homosexuality is not, you know, in the prevalent, I guess, like high school kids will still get teased, but it's more common than it was, I'd say, in the early 90s when he was saying offensive shit. There is no excuse for him to be talking like this. None. Well, he's still, he's still, um, first of all, he's catering to his, as he says, we cater to a homophobic audience. Yeah, you do. And which is why we think he's a, he's a bandalero. He's a, he's a little fruit and he's, he can't come out of the closet. He was so vitriolic towards Rosie who never came out until way later towards Ellen. He believes, he believes Oprah and Gail, you know, there's something there too. He was always obsessed with people. Tom Cruise, he never said it because he would have got sued like crazy, but he always intimated that certain people that were going off as straight or passing off as straight were actually in the closet. And he had like a sort of special anger for them. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why either. And I don't know what her dressing like a girl will have to do with her talk show. <laughs> so this is the next one. It's, it's more along the same lines. It's the following year, 2004. Wig tells Ellen to wear a dress, you dyke. That was crazy. And the Ellen DeGeneres thing, I just don't get it. Oh. I, I don't get it. Is she tedious? <laughs> what is it? Is that Bob Newhart's old act or what? I, I don't know what she's doing. Well, he did it so much better. Yeah. She's just not funny. On what planet do people laugh at her? And put a dress on. I know you're a dyke, but you know what? Every minute with that, just a little, just surprise everyone. Mix it up. You're... <laughs> okay. Alan, so let's again. Alan, I, lo- <laughs> I just have to tell you, uh, you're in bed last night and we want your special. And it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> we watched it. It was amazing. Well, the, that's that's kind of the point here. Does you, now the whole? Just keep in mind, guys. You're you're going on. You're saying you're for gay. Right? You say you don't mind the gays. You don't mind. You know. You have no problem with gays, and yet you're you're using derogatory slurs that are incredibly hurtful towards lesbians and gays, and you're ta- telling her to act like a woman. How is this sticking up for gay rights? Someone can someone <laughs> any Bueller Bueller. <laughs> so in the next clip, if everybody recalls, do you remember this one specifically, Sam, where she adopted a puppy and or adopted adopted a dog and then gave it up? Um, what was the situation exactly? Yeah, the dog was not behaving. Right. She cried on her show. I remember yes. this. And Howard did not they like go- that. No, and they goofed on her. So this, I just cut the segment where they actually play Robin laughing over her crying, just to show you what kind of you know. Well, yeah, go ahead. I mean, besides Howard being a piece of shit, flipping yeah. nonsense, Robin in all of this is the same way. She has no, no backbone whatsoever through any God, of no. these these ways. Howard feels that's how Robin feels. She is basically worthless. Yeah. Um, Ellen though. During this, he makes fun of her 
it's so funny though because Andy Cohen just did the same thing recently. He had a dog mm-hmm. for seven or eight years, mm-hmm. had a baby, an incident happened which he couldn't speak of. He reached out to Beth Stern and Beth said it was fine to give away the dog. Yeah. And that's okay. Meanwhile, every post she has on Instagram is evil humans. <laughs> now, Pete, keep in mind, guys, the, the 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 horrible anti-gay stuff aside, he would pick the perfect. He was go, so good at picking the right targets back in the day because Ellen was easily in, like instantly hateable. Her comedy and oh, so insufferable. Yeah, and really just like preening and fake nice and all this. Like she clearly looked like someone with intense anger <laughs> issues and probably treated her staff like shit and it's now coming out, of course. It, it, you really couldn't hide it. She if you had any kind of brains, you could kind of sense that she wasn't being genuine about who she really was. But at any rate, this is 2007, I believe, and earlier like in 2007 like the the fall. And this is him these two little girls had bonded to the dog. I thought I did a good thing. I tried to find a loving home for the dog because I couldn't keep it. I was trying to do a good thing. And because I did it wrong, those people went and took that dog out of their home and took it away from those kids. And I feel totally responsible for it. I'm so sorry. And I'm begging them to give that dog back to some family. I just, I just want them to family has a dog. It's not their fault. It's my fault. I shouldn't have given the dog away. Just please give the dog back. So, as we keep going, like they're going to keep doing the bit. I'll, I'll just forward it a little bit. You know, Beth said to me last night, support Ellen on this one because we've seen it a million times. I go, yeah, but. She's a little mental. Yeah, you can't support it, though, because people will take, yeah, I'm right to go adopt these dogs and then give them away. Oh, yeah, I but was... I don't, I, by the way, I just want to reiterate, I don't know if that's like something that I heard or whatever, but I think I could be onto something. I don't know for sure. <laughs> and what he's, I, I actually skipped over that accidentally, but basically he's saying, I heard, I heard she's done this to nine other dogs. Like she keeps right. doing this. And. Again, and he's just sent. He's putting it out into the ether that oh, this is a, this is a reality. But I, I'm just not telling where. But I think I've heard this. I think I'm right. But I can't tell you how I know. Of course, you can't fucking tell you because it may not even be true. Fast forward to last year when Andy Cohen. It's totally fine. Stamp yeah. of approval. Hey, Andy. Guess what? Listen to this. They don't think that about you, or they just you know don't care. Neither do exactly. you about your dog. Right. I could be so. Let's not. Let's not jump to no. Any I'm just saying any dog. I'm not saying doing it 50 times. You've mm. got to b- abide by the rules of the shelter. But it, absolutely. I would. I wish dogs could talk because I would interview everyone that ever came in contact with Ellen, and I guarantee they say she's nuts. Maybe <laughs> 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 the dog is on the phone. Keep that brought away from me. <laughs> I, I miss Artie so much. You, 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 when you hear the the silence and the pauses, is where you know he'd actually have some funny. That was what you tuned in for, guys. By the way, we're right. talking about. Hey, how you doing, Artie? You so this is some guy calling in as Iggy, the dog that she's talking about. Have your wish come true. Hey, oh, this wow. is a dog who can talk. Iggy can talk. What is it, Iggy? What do you want to tell us about this Ellen incident? Well, I just want to tell you, I really do miss the two lesbians. I would love to go back and see some of that action. <laughs> <laughs> you like watching them? Do you sit in the room when they get it on? Of course. Just imagine me sitting right in the corner just staring at both of them. Right. Even though you, you fall through move, you still like it. Of course, of course. Okay, let's keep going. All right, thank you. Did you ever try to join in? Of course I tried to get in that back end one time, but she slapped me right across the face. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Iggy. Any questions for Iggy the dog? 
did you ever uh, did you ever eat out, Ellen? <laughs> <laughs> Many of times, like I said, but man, they're both them dykes that just love each other. All right. All right. Thanks, Iggy. All right. No problem. And good luck. So I hope you do go back with that other family. Uh, okay. There's only a little bit left, guys. I hope you go back with that other family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The cage. Of course I am. I do apologize for those two little girls, but I do want to go back to Ellen, though, man. I love those little dykes. <laughs> Ellen, it's, I mean, Iggy, it sounds like you're Hispanic. I am, I am. They picked me up from south the border. They brought me right over. <laughs> you remember when the show actually had laughs? Oh, my God. You want to know what's so funny, Full War, is when it, you do play old clips and it is funny, it really fucking kills me. Well, <laughs> yeah, when, so when, it, when, it is, when it is funny. Yeah, exactly. This next clip is from uh, November of 2007, and he's goofing oh. on Ellen during the writer's strike because she's taken the stance. There was a big writer's strike, if anybody recalls, and um, she went into the audience rather than be on stage. That was her stance. And the, the, the thing that they were kind of also busting on her for was she was supposedly part of the writing staff and yet she was still working. So she didn't, she crossed the picket line because she was part of that union as well. But you know, the Wait. media. So she that? went, she didn't have the show she, on the stage. She had it in she, the. No, she, yeah. She, she basically filmed herself in the audience. Yeah. And how, so it was just symbolism. I guess this is like, this is me showing solidarity with the writers. I'm not a performer. I'm with the oh, audience. So virtue signaling. <laughs> I guess so. Cool. Oh, so generous. <laughs> this is so lame. She went back and did her show, but she had to acknowledge that uh, she, you know, that the writers weren't there. So she goes, uh, this is to show my support of my writers who I love. I'm not standing. I'm standing in the audience. Instead of standing on the stage. Oh, that's ridiculous. Okay, here, listen, this is funny. Because now she's like all caught up in this. Yes, yeah, she's got a... Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Right back at you. And uh, I appreciate you being here. And... I wonder what that means. What does that... Now, I don't even know what the fuck that means, guys. That was just some bullshit thing she was doing. I mean, yes. Who that's, wrote probably, that? that's probably something... Yeah, get the writers back. <laughs> I, that's probably one of those things she does, like dancing. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. And uh, I appreciate you being here. And told you it's Klingon. Yeah. I'm here. I'm in the audience right now. Normally I'm over there. This is our first day uh, back since the uh, writer's strike started. And that's why I'm here instead of there, because that's my monologue, Mark. And I just want to say I love my writers. I now, by the way, I'm gonna, I, we have to cut that up for the 30-second rule, guys, so it's a little inopportune sometimes. But I will say, if you had any support for your fucking writers, you just wouldn't have your show on. That's I was just going to say that. So this is just basic virtue signaling horseshit. Yeah, but you you also don't want to actually, you know, go out of contract. You want to uh, still get your pay. So you could you wouldn't show us a rerun, you know? How about you just pay for the millions that you have your writer's mm -hmm. salary until this dies down? Yeah. Yeah, or you know, the the Tonight Show went on. Uh, the writers went on strike in the '80s as well, and for that three month, I think or so, uh, Johnny Carson was writing his monologue jokes himself. He didn't use any writers. Well, isn't that also a big indication of how shitty these people are if they can't even write their own monologue? Well, yeah, and it's it's a lot of work. I mean, Jay Leno would have he has writers. SNL has writers. Most comedy shows have writers. That's nothing to be. You know, uh, no, I'm of, but, not. I'm not. But during a writer's strike, yeah. you can't come up with, I don't know, anything. 
Well, that was it. I mean, and, and it's not like you have to come up with an hour of material every fucking night. You just, if you know a strike is impending, exactly. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of us didn't fucking tune into the Ellen show and still don't, guys. I miss my writers. The writers are the creative force in this industry. I don't want anybody to ever forget that, that we need them. And I want this to be resolved soon because I miss them like crazy. So this is for my writers. I am here and not there. Wow. I can't believe she didn't go on a writer's mark or monologue mark. <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> you know that really just proves how good a person she is yeah like she didn't go to her she monologue stands in different places when she's in support or not in support of something you gotta love that gal yeah so i mean he's clearly mocking her he's mocking the dancing too even though he's not really saying it uh how about jackie though like didn't he write you into being successful yeah and <laughs> he got you know, treated really well <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was always us against Jackie the whole fucking time, and he wanted it that way. Didn't um, Benji write the majority of the good things in your book? Apparently, yeah. Uh, this next clip is from ten eighteen oh eight. Uh, he calls her an asshole. So, one question about uh, heroes: uh, if you had to pick a favorite, oh, let me set this up. Sorry, guys. The hate. What's her name? Hayden Panettiere or ha- Panettiere? Hayden, Hayden Panettiere. It's it's like a French name anyway, uh, but I should know this, but I just don't, don't give a fuck. That's that's the reality. She's, She's a little on the short, show. short little girl. Yeah, she was on the show Heroes, I guess, and she was dating uh, Ma, uh, Milo Ventimiglia at the time, and she wasn't talking about it in the press. She was doing that whole move, so they're mock. This is the point of mocking that, and then you start ripping on Ellen I... because it's on Ellen, right? I'm jealous. I that was my crush of all crushes in Gilmore Girls. No. Oh really? Okay. Oh my god, obsessed, loved him. Alrighty. Who do you think it would be? Steve Carell. Really? Yeah. On Heroes. Yeah. Hmm. I'm hoping he'll come on. Maybe. Yeah, but he's he's not a closer. Like he's that. not a regular. I'm thinking of someone like Milo. Or would you? Would he be your favorite? Who? Milo. He plays. He's a he's a guy on there. You might know him. Does he play the cop? Hey, you know why Ellen sucks? Like, just ask a fucking question. Yeah, she... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. You know, it's, it's so true. It's just fly, flying out of his mouth. But he was right. She, you know what she did with Mariah Carey? She no. thought that she was pregnant. And the press didn't confirm it. She didn't confirm it. So she brought out champagne and gave her a glass and said drink it and she said no and she goes yeah you're pregnant like mariah (laughs) carey was like no no she was looking at her like why are you doing this i don't want to confirm my pregnancy on your show but ellen forced her to do it by bringing out champagne Aren't there like video compilations of her being a dick to certain guests? Like, uh, what was the one? Dakota Fan? No, it was yeah, Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Uh, Dakota, yeah, Fanning. Dakota Johnson. I was going to say Fanning. I keep thinking <laughs> that. Uh, where she called her out for not inviting to her birthday. And she says, I did invite you. And you didn't yeah. respond. <laughs> Something like that. And then yeah. there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of other ones where there's clearly uh, uh, on discomfort. And not the, not, the, not the kind like Madonna, you know, swearing on Letterman type. It's it's clearly Ellen's being a cunt to these people. Well, it's Ellen saying, why didn't you invite me to your party to that Dakota Johnson right. actress? And she said, I did. Ellen wasn't expecting that. She was expecting Dakota Johnson to say, oh, I'm sorry, maybe next oh, time. Sorry. And she said, the last time 
I was on the show, you made me feel bad for not inviting you, so I didn't make the same mistake. <laughs> that was great. Getting owned on your own fucking show, of stepping in shit, and may- being made to smell that own th- that same shit. Anyway, let's keep going. Playing along. Yeah, like, uh, do, do, one of your favorites? Is it Milo? Would that be the favorite? I don't even know what she's, t- you know, imagine you just tune into this show. It's so mental. Like she's afraid to ask Hayden Pianeteri. Meanwhile, who? What questions will he not ask these days? This fucking Malagas. He he's he's afraid when he had Lance Armstrong in and would not talk about his fucking doping. All he talked about was like, oh, how do you feel being you know out of the? He he danced around it the whole fucking time. That's a, that's a pussy interviewer. Go ahead. Look at how he just treated twenty-one-year-old kissing booth star Joey. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> Joey who? King. Joey King, I Joey mean, Bishop. unless you're 15, I don't know. And yeah. he was like, come on, you know, after how, how did that breakup go? Tell me how you felt or like, who did you date after? You're not, you're not going to talk to Brad Pitt like that, are you? I mean, he's like being ridiculous, worse than this. Ellen is dick- more hard hitting than it he wasn't... was with Joey King last week. It wasn't exactly Dick Cavett interviewing Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> it oh, was, oh, oh. I, read, I, I read the the sort of, uh, Raven did such a great job. Every, and Josie and, and everybody did such a great job in the breakdown and uh, on the, um, our, in our Facebook group, guys, shameless plug. And uh, when I heard some of the questions, I was just laughing at the way they just matter-of-factly typed them out. It's like, this it was, was a verbatim quote. It was torture. Yeah. And there's no excuse for a that this broad to be on his show doing an interview whatsoever. None of his all these truckers that he claims to still have. Why you know, do, you, oh, do you worry listening. about posting a bathing suit picture? <laughs> Only if my body looks like I just escaped Treblinka, Howard, like yours. So whether or not she's date, like say, hey, I hear you're dating the one of the hot guys on um, on the Heroes. Good for you. You know how's that going? And this shit wins Emmys. I know that we're yeah, listening to. Thank you. <laughs> that wins. I've never won an Emmy. I'd love to have an <laughs> Emmy to display for my guests. I mean, we're talking nah! awards. They give her. You know why people say I'm a great interviewer? Because I don't do you bullshit. You just asked the question. I don't do bullshit. <laughs> Fillmore, <laughs> why doesn't he listen to his former self? Yeah, you don't absolutely. do bullshit, right? Oh, that's because the... he's a phony. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much, exactly. Yeah, we answered it. I just go. So you're dating that dude from Heroes? What's happening there? So you got a big thick cock? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Guess that. Guess that's never went away. <laughs> that's ah. a little foreshadowing. <laughs> doesn't that's... it mean so much? Doesn't it mean so much now in 2020, so much more in 2020 than when we first heard that? He's so grown. Yeah, exactly. That's evolved. But, right, your LT interview, that should win some. Yeah, I should win an Emmy for that. LT, how big and thick are you that you that these women are too tight? I mean, you got you got information out of him that's so valuable. It's upstairs at Tootsie's for the black chick. Right. Who knew that? Not me. His wife doesn't even know that. <laughs> They're talking about Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, by the way, I'm plugging Artie's podcast before he went on hiatus with the LT. He did great with him. LT's oh, God, was, Artie. It was, was phenomenal. Fantastic. Because oh, Artie absolutely. knows. I listened. I was like, oh, my God, I want more. It was phenomenal. Yeah. 
but he also had i can't remember which boxer i think he, i think he had a boxer in as well uh wasn't lennox lewis uh but i can't remember either way that's his era of sports knowledge so he absolutely would have been a perfect 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 person to to interview lt without having to listen to this fucking fruit uh, you know and as a football fan going back to some of those games it was it was actually just amazing i I loved that interview, but listen to this cock talk. He just has never gotten off of this. Never, never. This is like around the same time he had Hugh Jackman in and started asking him, do you have a big cock? <laughs> like, you know, it was in the old days, you used to be able to excuse it, by the way. I know this is not like a little segue guys. Like, okay, he's the, we're going to go with the satire thing. Also, he's jealous. He wants one himself because he's got a small dick, all that. That was the excuse, but Mm-mm. that was the cover. But we know that it was really <laughs> salivating over the visual image of Lawrence Taylor's thick fucking unit. Anyway, uh, let's keep going. Oh, she likes him going to Tootsie's because it's all white chicks. Meanwhile, they got a whole stash of black chicks upstairs. <laughs> Baby, we're upstairs. <laughs> Some forbidden fruit up here. Can I taste your juice? <laughs> Can I taste your juice? Mm, my ass my, is water fuck out. Water fuck out. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Why was it funny when Artie would do a black voice and not mean spirited, but when Howard would do it, it was incredibly like uh well lame, first of all, but also just really uh, condescending. Howard sounds like he should be in a Shirley Temple movie in thirty-four. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, he should be singing Mammy with blackface on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Robin, by the way, I love how what? Robin gets in some weird not you are black Robin. Yeah. What are Anybody you doing? remember that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that guy that you don't talk about a lot? Oh, him. <laughs> nah. All right. <laughs> if you get married, you have to combine. Those are two long last names. That's all I'm saying. Be careful. <laughs> long last names. Um, all right. What's she so afraid of? To ask her if she's dating a guy. And why not follow up with like, why, why are you being an asshole about it? Just fucking tell me. Are you dating him or not? Really? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Maybe because, let's see, when Beth came pouring out of your New York City bachelor pad <laughs> looking like roadkill and bleach blonde hair and an Abercrombie tee you berated the post for like I don't even know who that is yeah oh god yeah absolutely and he wouldn't have that um, so we're gonna go through a couple of the, a couple more of these clips uh, around uh, 2009 you don't hear much much talk about Ellen but 2010 Artie's gone and there's some scuttlebutt around American Idol where they're discussing there's there's media bullshit about, oh, is he going to replace Simon Cowell? Because I think at that time, Simon was going off to do X Factor or the Britain version of America's Got Talent. I can't remember, but he was not going to be in the States filming at that point. I thought this now in hindsight, thinking of the EGT thing is so mm-hmm. interesting because yeah. I always wondered like he wouldn't do this anyways in my head when I was listening I was like this isn't even even if they would have asked him he would have turned it down he's just pissed that she blocked the job he's way much he's way better than that he's cooler than that he would never even consider it and then now in hindsight I'm like this loser 
<laughs> well, I stopped listening. I after Artie left, I bailed because I realized I was an Artie fan, not a Howard fan. Because when he wasn't in, I would just check out Mark's friggin', look and see if there was anything worth culling and editing off the show and keeping it. And then I'd dump it, you know, or, or I'd just leave it alone. And most of the times I just fucking left it because you realized what a gap, what a fucking abyss of comedy there was when Artie wasn't in the room. Even in, in 2009 when he was in his worst, you know. Complete uh, gaping asshole. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then what you have to remember is Ellen was on American Idol for a year, I think that year, 2010. She was on there to replace Paula Abdul. I don't remember because I don't watch the show, but I had to go back and, and do the research. And their ratings went, I looked it up, their ratings went from something like an average of 28 million to 24 million, which is a, a bit of a jump. But then their finale from the year before to the year the next year jumped a higher amount. So yeah, they lost some viewers, but was it because of Ellen? Who knows? American Idol eventually started steadily decreasing over years anyway. And, but at that point they were making double the ratings of America's Got Talent, which he yeah. eventually on in 2012 and then he, but he does so much fucking complaining about oh how dare she you know deny me my job and you know my dream job I don't want to go on this fucking thing in the same breath he's going I don't want to fucking judge the gong show and then ends up right. doing a gong show but he does it, the scrub version of America's Got Talent of, of American Idol he does the fucking dog act one not the more. one where people can sing go ahead a hundred percent yeah, he he absolutely. And then even now he goes on Colbert and he says, why would they even pick me for America's Got Talent? What were they thinking? That was a joke. Right. Uh, because what? You, you took it absolutely 100 percent deathly serious. You actually almost started a serious channel and made Howard 101 AGT review. Yeah, I, I and it was shit on so badly that yeah. you said it was an April Fool's prank. It wasn't. No, that's right. And he, and if you look at the WikiLeaks guys and the actual, uh, I don't have it on me, but I have read it many times over the years when the Sony WikiLeaks thing happened, there was an exec that emailed another exec saying we can get, um, we're looking to get Simon to come back and replace Howard on the show, which will, will move it back to Hollywood, which will be cheaper to produce. He didn't say it's not like Simon said, I'll take less money to do the job. He owned the show. He co-owned the show. Right. And, and then, and they decided, and first of all, the talents in, in California, not New York, they didn't, they wouldn't have to pay this massive salary, which Simon's already getting and they could film where they normally would. And it, and it got higher ratings. So at the end of the day, he was desperate to offset the loss of that second Sirius contract. Keep in mind, everybody, 2010, he hasn't filed the lawsuit against Sirius. He's taking less money per year, and he wants to offset it with another job. And he's desperate to get on fucking network TV in this any way he could. And he was desperate to get on American Idol. Yeah, Sam. And see how this burns his ass with the Ellen and American Idol thing? So once he gets America's Got Talent... Like a dumb fuck, he goes on for four years. That's his contract. And yeah. Ellen realized think, after think, one year, this is not a good idea. Three years. This isn't yeah. a good idea. Mm -hmm. uh, this isn't a good fit. I don't know anything about music. That's right. She left. Yeah, she left. He he had a, he had a built-in contract for multi-year contract. He was not getting fired. He wasn't getting let go until his contract let was was ran up, and they let him make it seem like he was his choice when he did get let go from AGT. 
They actually just had an Howard 101, which they go back in the archives for. I was listening yep. to something in the car today. It was 2013. Uh-huh. And yep. they all went out after the thing. And Robin said, what? You're not going to go to dinner with them? He goes, we did one. That's enough. That's enough. I'm t- I'm, I, 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 I'm tired. And she's right. like, so... She goes, he's like, they go to dinner, they go to the clubs, they do this stuff. I'm like, what, what is this? Yeah. And you want to talk about how, you know, uh, Ellen's an asshole to her, you know, coworkers or whatever, her, her staff and her employees. He was a shithead to his fucking coworkers. Can you imagine what he would have been like for the peons that worked on the show? Oh my God. He's like, don't invite me. Please don't invite me. <laughs> yeah. So either way, uh, I think uh, I'm going to go through this. Is the, now we're so we're now we're getting into the a, AI uh, era, and this clip is called uh, "Ellen is a phony piece of shit." And you can quote that. <laughs> uh, Ellen DeGeneres is just a, a, a phony piece of shit because, uh, quite frankly, you said you read an article. What yeah, I was reading an article this morning. They were interviewing her, and she's, uh, you know, I like to be nice. She says, I do have an opinion, but I don't need to. She goes, Simon is really mean. I've learned since working on the show now. Simon is a really mean person, and I think constructively I can say things and still be nice. Nice, ni- nice is the key word here. Listen. Okay, now he's going to go into this rant about how she's really not a nice person. I'm going to tell you something. I know people who have worked professionally with Ellen DeGeneres. She is a fucking mean animal to people. People don't like her who work for her. She's she is brutal, not in a sort of I'm the boss kind of, hey, I've got to be firm here, but she's a shit. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Sam. So isn't that so interesting that he's Mm -hmm. known this the entire time Mm -hmm. and now he's playing this role as so what be a prick <laughs> exactly and then when you hear the late the newest clips guys you're gonna fucking laugh because this is only 2010 10 years ago you don't change your opinion on people on a dime unless you're a complete phony fuck yourself which he of course he is and and so to answer um someone's who i've been tweeting with their question uh it was is he a sellout there's without question he is a sellout he just got more and more obvious about it uh over the years and i mean you could argue he was he sold out with the movie he sold out with fucking going to Sirius and taking the money and not having responsibility there's lots of eras in which you could attribute to his selloutness you could say oh that's that's him being a sellout but either way i digress so he's going to continue on talk shit about ellen yet sam and then Ellen, who he's known for 10 years, is this way. Mm-hmm. He's pretending like he just discovered this information now. Right, right. He's exactly. known this the entire time. Well, he's and he's been talking about it as well. He even had, as we said before, Greg Fitzsimmons go on and talk about his uh, his experience writing on the show and how he hated it. Uh, to, contrary to his um, NDA, where he should have not been able to talk about that. He shouldn't have been talking about it without... Um, some kind of, you know, punishment from the, uh, from her lawyers. But, uh, at any rate, this is, this is him going on about it, using it as this tie into the NPD episodes we do, Sam, where we talk about, he gets information to use at another time and he's I, going to, and it, and this is to me, it's not information. I think most people in the industry know she's a, she's a Malaki's many, and he's just pissed off that she's got this gig that he wants. 
Well, yeah, that's why I think he's deciding to be so firm and adamant about what he knows now because it has to do with him and a job. But yeah. I do think he always knew that. The interesting thing, though, is now that this is all coming to light, his reaction, mm-hmm. of course, is kiss-ass, bullshit, whatever. But people in the industry, like I was listening to Radio Andy, Andy Cohen. Yeah. And his co-host on the show, John Hink or something his name is said that he has writers that are on the show and Andy was pressing him and he goes what do you want me to say they say it's hell (laughs) he's like oh (laughs) like he doesn't already fucking know okay yeah I mean it's it's been it's been kind of an open secret that Ellen is a brutal boss to work for it's it's not really a surprise this stuff is coming out and And it's not me too there's the Me Too stuff has to do with her um, executive producer, I believe, who right. actually there is some sexual misconduct stuff going on, supposedly above above and beyond, but that she's been. Yeah, go ahead. My interest is why is the press asking quotes from waitresses and fine old writers or old producers? OK, fine. Yeah. Why aren't you asking Howard Stern, who's a famous person who has spoke multiple times as we are doing right now That's about right. the conditions of her work environment? Why? Yeah. yeah. What does what does he have over these people? That's right. And I just unearthed. I'm going to put it on my other channel. But Carol Lee for talking about uh, writing for Ellen, um, and also a David Rosenthal uh, clip where he talks about he was the show showrunner and co creator of the Ellen sitcom, and she fired him from that. And then he talks about how you know she's she claims to be a nice person, but she's really a a cunt. And it's on my channel. It's a three minute long clip. We're not going to play it, but, uh, it was dates back to 2001, I believe. And it's really amazing to listen to because, um, he went on to help. He did the final season of Gilmore girls and he, God, he's, he's, he's got a bit of clout in the industry. Um, and uh, at any rate, it's, it's, it's the whole interview is good. I might upload the full thing, but that part I thought was funny. And he also talks about how he thinks Michael J. Fox is actually a bullshit artist. He's not a nice person. Maybe David Rosenthal's got an axe to grind with everybody. I don't know. Don't you worked... dare talk shit about Marty McFly. Yeah, he worked on Spin City as well. So anyway, let's continue the clip. But her public, she, her public image is a nice image. You know, she's Ellen. Everyone loves Ellen and Portia. Listen, Ellen's a fresh. Ellen wants a cock. She, I got nothing against what? being a lesbian. I, I support the gay and lesbian community. <laughs> But she's dressing with the pants. She wants to do the Chaz thing. You know, she wants to be a man. You think she really wants a sex change? I do. I think. Hey, no, <laughs> this is the evolved feminist. <laughs> oh. According to, according to some dirt, some dirt bags on psychology today <laughs> claim they're fans. Go ahead. Uh, uh, he want. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. She want. She wants a cock and now she wants to have one for herself. And that's why right. she dresses like, wow, that's a leap. Yeah, exactly. And two leaves. You just you you just skipped a rock right across the stream multiple times. Play this back, guys, and listen to oh. and play back the Wendy Williams rant from a few years back. And there's zero difference. None like evolved. No, exactly. Frustrated. <laughs> Without the I do. That's you know you know. And by the way, when I'm a judge on American Idol, I'm just not giving opinions on music. I'm going to give opinions on Ellen. <laughs> and Ellen, I'm going to tell people Ellen wants a penis because it's television. You can't say cock. <laughs> I'm going to say Ellen. Ellen's lacking something in her pants that she's dreamt of, and that's why she's angry and bitter. Okay. Oh. 
<laughs> oh my god if he's Mike evolved drops. oh fuck he, you know like when you learn about biology and evolutionary theory and you just see like the neanderthals in the fucking game <laughs> essentially how arms hands dragging on the ground oh my god he's the yeah. skinny neanderthal that can't club a woman over the head i i can't even believe how non-evolved he is and pretends that he is he just told her she needs a cock in her no no actually she needs a cock in her pants because she wears pants so anyone who wears pants you're missing your dick well the other thing is guys and i'll keep I'll, i'll i'll admit this he was still up until the lena dunham Reshinding sort of the early 2013. There were still times when he would do these kind of rants that I used to love when he would go after certain people because I hated Lena Dunham as well. That was the last bit of real Howard when he went after Lena Dunham. That was the last time you heard him really rant. Oh, but until you hear the Wendy Williams rant. The oh, reason why that was so fascinating I, I is don't because that was fuck un- he's attacking her, by the way. Well, the, like, no, she yeah. sucks. I don't care about. <laughs> fuck about that i yeah. care about how phony he is now when he's having his wife come on ah, i love your special <laughs> well that's kind of that kind, that's kind of the point guys and then that the, so he does these turnarounds that's what the the basis of these rescinding episodes are all about and you, uh, the, if you really hated a person like alan could you have your wife on there could you do it the show yourself no you could got remarried on her show <laughs> we might even play that <laughs> Anyway, it's 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 staggeringly hypocritical and just just you're a phony piece of shit. You're the phony piece of shit. Twilight Zone. I seriously, when I'm listening to this, how the fuck could this wigged monster remarry that linebacking, never model, disgusting phony fuck on the Ellen show with The Bachelor doing the vows? Want me while staring at The Bachelor the whole time. And this whole nice act, cut out the nice bullshit. And if I hear her backstage saying mean stuff about people, I'm going to call her on. I'm going to say, you know what, Ellen? Backstage, you were saying this person's a jerk off. Right. So don't fucking sit here and tell me how nice you are. You have to get backstage first, asshole, which isn't happening. You know what? I love, I love these hypothetical. <laughs> I love these little just... fights he has with Mike Tyson in his head, how he's going to knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> and what he's going to do to Johnny Carson. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, and by the way, why don't you just have uh, Beth tell her seal story, how you took a picture of a seal and forgot to say thank you. Exactly. And you've got enough money to go buy some sort of penis. If Chaz can hit up share for that kind of money, you certainly have your own money. Go get a penis. (laughs) She's stuffing. But if I hear her her mean act, you know, she's probably. What? We just did the 2013 summit where he was like. I'm for gay rights. Why don't we send donuts for all the gay, wonderful things I've done? I'm the Mary Poppins of gay rights, pretty much. Fucking spoonful of sugar. Look at all the things I've done. And And this is what he's done for gay rights. Why don't you get share to pay for your penis, Ellen? Can't you afford it? Why wouldn't Lana Wachowski go on? I don't know, because you could probably send the donut of this. Exactly. 20 times meaner than me. My guys know I'm at least a nice person. 
Yeah, I do find when people are frustrated with, you know, how their life is going, they can't actually get what they want. I'm going to call it mean all over the place. I'm gonna call now, thank you, Robin, for illustrating exactly what your boss is. And Bob D, we know you're listening. And yes, there's a Bob D mentioned because he, he's he's a he's a he's a made man with uh, quite frankly that listen to that fucking projection. My my guys that that well delusion, not projection. My guys know I'm a nice guy. That's right, Bob D. I won't be <laughs> beating you with a lead pipe in the desert. This is why so much intel gets leaked out of your fucking show. This is why someone filmed that fucking summit and released it because they love you so much, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> call it the way it is. I'm mean, like, hey, Alan, you know, I heard you backstage call Sanjaya a raghead. <laughs> oh. I what? Yeah, you called Sanjaya a raghead. I heard it. Why don't you do that on the air? I never said that. You're lying. <laughs> Maybe I'll just accuse her of stuff like that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> He's already doing it. <laughs> what is he? <laughs> fucking J. Edgar Hoover? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ralph would be his Clyde Tolson. <laughs> yeah, why not? Ruin our image. A lie. You said Fantasia Barino is a pig. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, go ahead. He probably is. He's worse than J. Edgar Hoover. I mean, could you imagine? He's already this. doing what the cross-dressing. He is. That's what I'm saying. He's just, it's perfect. He took a yeah. note from the page. Yeah, exactly. I did not. Yes, he did. Uh, but she isn't nice. You know. You know. People who work with her say she's impossibly rude. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's what I've heard. Oh, no, well, hold I on. <laughs> Maybe they're making things up. I've heard that, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's impossible. <laughs> he is a fucking person that goes around shushing. This is the same year, I believe. Uh, it's a clip with... Um... George Takei is, is in studio and he's still on Ellen because he went after her hard that that fucking year after the People magazine article came out that if she uh, if they tired Howard Stern that she would leave American Idol. So she clearly hated his fucking guts. Oh, and, I wonder why. <laughs> exactly. Although I have to say I do have a sort of a pleasure in watching Ellen walk out and like last night she was making out with Simon and then Ugh. then she uh, <laughs> and I love that she dresses like a man. Okay, go ahead, Sam, please. Okay, didn't this fruitcake just go on Ellen to <laughs> erase the memory of her kissing George Bush or talking to him? Talking, so, talking to him, getting a picture with George Bush. Oh, yeah. right. So you know what the worst thing you could do is kiss Howard Stern and make out with him. What a phony. Yeah, absolutely. Both of them. Yeah, complete. Each week, I do love that. So maybe there is See, some. Appeal. You do. There yeah. is something about her, even though you you say you hate her. You do. You're fascinated. She has a masculine outfit on each time, but it's it's femmed up a little bit for the sake of the fact that she's a woman. But it's it's funny. It's a guy's suit. Yesterday she had a bow tie, but untied. That was the look. Mm. And she just wants to be a man. She wants a cock. Let's be honest. <laughs> she's I never gonna she get would. it. Nobody <laughs> I mean, mm. this is the evolved feminist, guys. Mm. Yeah, she gay wants, rights. She, she's dressing like a man. She wants a cock. Meanwhile, you dress like... Ellen dresses more masculine than him. Maybe he's jealous. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> he is dressing like a little mezzo finoc. Uh The next clip is from 22210. It's called Cunt, Cunt, Cunt. 
do you think if he went on these shows, like the scarf thing was because like he was going to throw the scarf out to his fans? Like, <laughs> like, like Elvis. Yeah. In Vegas. <laughs> do you think that's why this started? The scarves thing, I again, if you look at that one, do you remember that one? <laughs> we'll put it up on the oh. video. I know this isn't going to be a especially visual video, but um, with him and Ralph just going into his boudoir, and there's Ralph reaching his hand at Cup, trying to cup, invisibly cup his. Oh, yeah. How can I forget that image? Ralph's got the brain. fuck. Ralph's got the Prince Charming, like, pirate puffy shirt on with his scarf on and wig has his fucking scarf on and if that doesn't look like Liberace and Scott Thorson uh I have no I have no answer for you guys you tell he me must, he must like. need a cock yeah exactly I don't care if I'm the judge on American Idol that's why I'm willing to get on here and say it's a shitty karaoke contest that I watch every week and that Ellen's a, a cunt <laughs> you know I, I mean do i care if i get a job i'm, I'm lobbying hard. i'm calling ellen DeGeneres one of the judges a cunt do you think that's gonna go down well with my new bosses at 19 entertainment i was sitting at home getting pissed off like i'm some kind of desperate asshole who needs to be a judge on a reality show we looked into uh 19 entertainment and 19 entertainment was uh producing american idol now they're co-producing um, they are more responsible for the British end of, uh, acts associated with the, so you think you can dance and also with, they've got a music sort of division where a lot of these artists are responsible. They're sorry, they're, they came out of American Idol, but now they're co-producing, um, and they're part of industrialmedia.com. If you go on industrial slash media.com, we're plugging them. I don't know why, but <laughs> that's where, you, that's where they can be found. So uh, that's when he's going on about 19 Entertainment. That's what he's talking about. So we'll continue. You fucking maniac. I've been watching Ellen DeGeneres on it. Oh, really? I, You know, uh, I, I have so little interest I haven't watched since she's been on. Well, she ain't. She is as odd as they come and unrelatable as they come. By, by Saturday oh. morning, last Saturday morning, <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres oh. and Carl Hold on. What's <laughs> unrelatable? Oh. My we God, like as unrelatable as a dance group, and you decide with your almost wigamortis body to throw yourself up on stage and take off your jacket and dance with a bunch of ah, <laughs> <gasps> uh, dance with a bunch of people on AGT. Yeah, that's how exactly. unrelatable they are. How about him with kids? Oh God, there's In a so school many school classroom. So that's many how relatable gifs. he is. So many gifs with him. From doing that show. <laughs> said that they will not work on him. Well, Ellen said she will quit American Idol, which, right, by the right. way, is a great way to get her out of there. <laughs> yeah, just to get rid of her, you should say you hired her. Ellen DeGeneres knows about music. How do these people contradict themselves? She says, Ellen's a great judge, but Howard Stern can't because he's he doesn't know anything about music. What? He doesn't know anything about music. He proves that weekly. Oh, my God. He just did an interview with Metallica this week, and he goes... You like drums? <laughs> it's the Chris like, Farley show every time. I, I I was on our I was on our listening feed and I go I love lamp. <laughs> what the Christ? I, I like speaker. Does Ellen DeGeneres know about music? Except for the fact that she dances. And that whole dancing shtick is is basically people can't believe she's doing anything feminine. 
That's why people love when Ellen dances. Actually, she dances like a guy. If you've right. ever seen it, she's dancing with a bunch of women, but she's the guy. Yeah, and she doesn't even like she moves like a guy. Like you know how guys are afraid to like lift their arms up in the air. And, 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 oh God, why Lord. isn't Robin dead? <laughs> <laughs> she love I love actually when she would double down on stuff just to please him. Because it's so disingenuous. You can tell it's all like about let's suck the bog let's suck the boss's cock. Let's Matt shine on. Like let's 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 shine it. Let's buff it. Let's clean it. Let's present it to the world because we want our job safe. And I couldn't imagine living in fear like that with my with my fucking seventy nine IQ employer that he's so petulant and so fucking narcissistic that unless I go along with this, because he's that's what he's angling for all the time. When there's pause that's her job to talk and filibuster and parrot what he's got to say so he can have a breather and come back with more negative, awful, erroneous shit. Yeah. The only time I like Robin is when she does sort of go off script and have a mind of her own, which happens rarely, but when it does, it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. In the meantime, she's just basically stuck on the plantation, shining his shoes for like 40 years. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is embarrassing. Absolutely. Move their hips. Right. Yeah. That's how Ellen dances. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen's a cunt. Why'd they play that? They, why didn't they play that quote? Ellen's a bitch. Ask anyone who's worked with her. She is miserable. All are you now getting reports of? Oh of my this? god! People oh, are like, "Thank you for talking about Ellen. She's a misery." <laughs> <laughs> Where is this? Where's the news for this? This is this all gossip pages. What yep. shitty journalism goes on in this country that you oh, can't yes. bother to even quote, cite, or find easy clips like this? Yeah, all direct of you. Sources. And I'm calling direct. out page six, you us us weekly, uh, fucking whatever. TM TMZ, TMZ, whatever Perez Hilton, all these places. Yeah, all of these gossip sites. All of you have access to these same things that we're talking about. None of you can talk about this. This guy's been talking about this forever. But yeah, you're gonna a, you're gonna pretend he didn't. And this is a primary source, guys. It doesn't get any better than this. All you need is do you have the fucking audio? Play it. There's no. We didn't edit him to say this. We didn't. We didn't do like when um, Richard Christie would do the Ed McMahon tapes with uh, <laughs> talking about one evening I jacked off Lawrence Welk <laughs> and shit all over Lonnie Anderson's tits. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was funnier than when remember that one they had Gilbert in and they played it for him and him and Artie were just losing it. That was my favorite. I miss them together. <laughs> the best. And actually, we might just play that uh, Gilbert reading of uh, Howard's comments oh, on Artie's show. Oh, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna that. go with the intro. That's gonna go in the intro as well. She is brutal. All these nice people on TV are brutal. They're just brutal to their staffs. <laughs> that's the that's the laugh of someone who knows he's a shithead to his own fucking staff just like yeah. we do <laughs> yeah exactly when the sheriff comes to american idol no one's gonna be brutal I <laughs> so all of a sudden he's Cleavon little he's gonna be the sheriff <laughs> he's fucking don nuts he <laughs> that bitch being brutal to people it's gonna be a whole nother thing going down I'm going to call her out on it. This is the guy that had to be approached by Kathy Lee. 
Because <laughs> he was too much of a chicken shit to apologize directly. She uh-huh. had to call him. And it, it, it turns out Ellen calls him as well. He never makes an overture because he's too much of a he's too much of a fruit. Uh, yeah, Sam, you were gonna say a moron to do yeah. his bidding. He had to hire Stuttering John to do those yeah. interviews with celebrities, yeah. those celebrity interviews, because he was too scared to do them. And who yeah. would only do that is, you know, a moron. <laughs> An intern, basically. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I think that. Um, it's it's more again it's more fodder for the narcissistic personality disorder episodes that we do when we play these clips that especially as some as uh, we mentioned also one of our one of our quite frankly uh, family members um, one of our fake uh, quite frankly family members uh, who does turnbuckle tabloid he mentioned that um, why not like do a, a show on uh, Oprah Winfrey and his seething you know anger over the years and frustration of not being as big as she is because there was that one time do you remember when oprah got the 50 million dollar deal to do to be on serious but she didn't actually have to be there do i remember <laughs> that's stuck in his craw oh yeah like oh it's like popcorn kernel or when you eat a chicken wing without floss what's, well what's never the sub- let that go <laughs> what's the subtext they paid her like 10 times more per hour for the for the work she got to do for the work she had to do then they paid him and barely had to be in studio it's because he didn't understand branding and yes. he still doesn't understand branding yeah so she was she's got to be worth a, a billion dollars because guess who understands branding <laughs> exactly yeah and and Sirius understood that she'd be more worth it to the channel than him I'm going to videotape her behind the scenes and play it on American Idol. I'm going to say, here was what, here's, hey, by the way, America, you love American Idol? You love uh, Ellen DeGeneres? Look at her yelling at a staff member. <laughs> Summit. <laughs> oh, my God. He Bob yelled McGavel. at his staff member. Uh, you wear an Eagles jacket? Fuck the Eagles. You work for the Howard Stern Show. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Mike? Mike? I see you like gays on Facebook. Let me send you after a transsexual. You what? You should be approaching them, writing yeah. letters. Oh, Richard, you love Brad Pitt. Fuck the Eagles. Write Brad Pitt letters. Yeah, constantly. absolutely. Yeah, this is this is this is the ramblings of a fucking immature madman. Watch this tape. Roll the tape is doing what he does he's being crass he's being rude you hit it There's... by the way i'm not being crass or rude i'm telling you how i feel about ellen degeneres this who is some... this person i don't know mm-hmm. why do people think i'm that calculated <sighs> he's doing what he does he's being crude he's being crass. i'm being honest no you're not if you were honest you'd say i want the fucking gig i'm jealous as shit that ellen's on american idol and she's on network television and she has her own show She's got her own show and she's double dipping. She's on another fucking show. Years and years, his ideal, his, his said, ideally, he wanted to be Drew Carey. He wanted to be whoever the fuck else has it, like Alex Trebek. He wanted a game show. His ideal was to be a game show host, make shitloads of money, easy fucking work. All you have to do is stand on, stand on a stage with a mic and just do this by route, by routine, sorry, by rote, um, you know, let's go play Plinko. Let's play, spin the fucking wheel. And he wants the most money for the least amount of work. And he's always wanted that. And to him, that gig is, is perfect for him. Just can't settle for that. Let's do fucking America's Got Talent. 
But guess what? Even no matter if he got American Idol or AGT, any yep. extra work is fodder to complain about. He can't deal Absolutely. with it because it requires right. dealing with people and working. Yes. Right. And guys, guess what? The metric provided by AGT proves that he's not getting a fucking serious deal. He's not getting a goddamn Spotify deal. The metrics prove no one wants to hear about him anymore. The fact that he's not getting, excuse me, the fact that he's not actually getting nabbed for the blackface stuff shows you no one cares. No one's actually listening to him anymore. Even the press. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily don't care or if he has some sort of, I don't know. Spingali behind the scenes. The I'm not sure. I'm not I'm machinations. Not I, I'm more leaning towards nobody cares, but I have my thoughts. Anyway, yeah. I do think it's also interesting. All these people he talks about, like Ellen, they had nothing and made something of themselves. Howard had the kind of support and safety net that kids would dream of. Like mm -hmm. no student loans. Mm -hmm. A car, if you fucked up your marriage or your career, you could always go back to your parents. They would support you. They helped yep. you with moves. They helped you with your career mm -hmm. in advice. I mean, this isn't anything that these people actually had. So why right. I think he's so lazy is because, yeah, okay, he made it to number one. Great. That's a, It's hard to wake up at four in the morning. Fine. But he had a safety net mm -hmm. of parents who would mm -hmm. pay for him. He could he could only fail upwards. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I mean the the reality, and we've said it before. If the internet existed in 1985, 1986, he would be Carlos Mencia. He would have been. He would never. He'd be doing some fucking, you know, afternoon shift in Secaucus. I don't know. He'd be, I don't know, still in Hartford. Who the fuck knows? He might actually eke out a radio career because he did have at one point a decent voice for live reads and stuff, however he fucking concocted it. Um, but but that's it. He wouldn't be the megastar. He just wouldn't. He'd be, well, what Amy Schumer should be, but she's protected from on high by the fucking comedy, whatever, warlords there are. Ugh, don't even get me started with that. It's a fucking Fuck it. piece of work. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? Get me started with that. These Me Too piece of shit, pussy hat wearing frauds, Alyssa Milano, Amy Schumer, all these fucking twats sit there and pretend that they care about women and people. Meanwhile, everyone knows pedophilia is running rampant in Hollywood. Don't say a goddamn thing about the Jeffrey Epstein victims. Fuck you. Don't listen to them. And they're not funny to begin with. So cheers. That has been a public service message by brought to you by <laughs> Nabisco. <laughs> no one likes Ellen. On that show, Simon Cowell's not even being honest. Now he's shutting, he's shutting his mouth about Ellen. He doesn't like working with Ellen. He's saying in the one breath the person has to be qualified. They have to have some background in music. And then he realizes he's working with an unqualified person. Right. Ellen wants a cock, is what she wants. That's what she wants, and she's not getting it. Are we <laughs> counting this? <laughs> Should we be scoring this? How many times she wants a cock? I need to tally this. I think I counted five. If there's anybody that wants a cock, it's it's his, yours truly there. But I mean, uh, the the and by, keep in mind, guys, these are all different clips. These are not the same day. This isn't him in one day going. This is different multiple days where he's fucking going on about this because he would always have a rant about somebody that he was fucking pissed off. These days, it's masks. 
you know, in 2004 it was the FCC. In you know, 2007, it's the merger. You know how he talks about cock so much and we always go, bingo. It, it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seriously, I never realized how many people got bingo for cock, but it's oh, constant. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Who and, talks and, about cock this much daily? Well, like I said, there was so much other more. stuff. <laughs> there was so much other stuff on the, the show that you kind of got lost in the shuffle. But then I think when, when Richard and Sal came in, uh, that amped it up so much more. All of a sudden it was like paint is fa- painting their faces with their, their dicks and licking their taint and stuff. And, and I think even Greg Fitzsimmons was on a wrap up show. He goes, this show is so fucking gay. <laughs> like, what is this? I never Just even heard of the other. word taint until that show. <laughs> he knows all about it. There's no operation can give her a penis. And I would tell her that on American Idol. Honey, you could sit there and fantasize you have a penis all you want. I don't care how many men's clothes you buy. Did you read that she uh, she asked for a $150,000 clothing budget on American Idol? <laughs> he asked for a million-dollar clothing budget for America's Got Talent. Cut, edit, send that donut to Lana Wachowski. She'll get on Absol- right away. Absolutely. What? For those pants and the, and the vest? How many pants and vests do you need? Pants and vest. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> How many scarves do you need? <laughs> pants and vest. Did you see those fucking suits on AGT? <laughs> Forget that. Remember the Polaroids from the trailer of uh, Private Parts? All the clothes they were testing, all the different looks? God, he was trying out for Millie Vanilli. <laughs> he was Gerardo. <laughs> God, he was everybody. He was trying to be like, um, I don't know, Mark Arn or somebody from Mud Honey. <laughs> Fucking nebbish Kirk Cobain. <laughs> exactly. You couldn't because you're all You'll pussies. Do it for love. Yeah, you guys won't even say you don't like Ellen DeGeneres. You're all afraid. Team player, my ass. He's talking about Ellen being. Um... When I watch American Idol, you know they do that thing where the kids—they have all the kids' pictures on the table, and they have to decide which kid they're going to put through. Right, yeah. And Ellen's looking over the pictures and rearranging the pictures, and she's—I'm like, get the fuck off the show! How dare you? Who the fuck would notice this about a goddamn show, except some kind of John Doe? Yeah. <laughs> like... Why do you care about looking at kids? I have never seen my children more than once in every year. <laughs> What kids? Except like she, for have to give them their fucking trust fund check. Exactly. Didn't even touch the pictures. He's been there the whole time. Ellen's like already the focus. You know, right. she's, she's the leader of the She's path. the leader now. She's asserting herself. Ugh. I'm going to be like, don't you touch the pictures. Randy's touching the pictures, Ellen. Get your hands off the pictures. Your grandstand. <laughs> what? Whoa, 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 whoa. What is this, the lunch counter in 1965? What is he talking about? And my penis is bigger than yours. So I'm telling <laughs> you. Oh, Ellen's so involved and she sta- she got to stare. She doesn't blink. <laughs> he doesn't, her eyes don't go from side to side. Like she's playing Pong. <laughs> uh, uh, she doesn't blink. Meanwhile, you had sunglasses on when you got married. <laughs> oh, good lord! You're watching that blink. show too hard. Oh, I watch everything. <laughs> go blink for Christ's sake! <laughs> Calm down. Just man pants and your vest. You need a hundred fifty thousand dollar budget for the man pants and a vest. <laughs> Oh my God, Fillmore! I'm gonna cry. Yeah, is this another one you hadn't heard? 
Oh my god, his eyes roll around like, <laughs> like a fucking eight ball. And he's sitting, he's sitting there. <laughs> I can't. Okay, we'll keep we'll keep going. This is a slog through, guys. All right. Mackerel. Holy schmoly. Well, that's something female about her. She wants to change her vest and pants. That's true. <laughs> Man could wear this oh, thing. I'm Thinking. so glad Robin. I'm so glad <laughs> Robin's commenting. Meanwhile, she's wearing fucking moo's in the maternity ward. <laughs> fucking shut up. <laughs> fucking cow. She's got a dead chipmunk on her head. Of a paisley pair of pants and a paisley matching vest. <laughs> For tonight's show. And then next week, I was thinking of solid black pants and a green vest. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Robin, I'm thinking of wearing dried tree branches from a bonfire on top of my head. <laughs> Burning man. <laughs> what about the following uh, Rest, honey. <laughs> you know. And by the way, why do we have to spend $150,000 on new vests for you? Gallagher has a closet full of vests he's not using. We could just borrow his. He's... Thank you for the Benji joke. <laughs> Jesus. Like a Gallagher reference. He doesn't have any idea. No, God, no. You guys, you two guys seem about the same time. Right, he's off the road. Those right. vests aren't being used. Yeah. And you know what I would do just to goof on her? Like every week I'd wear... Um, Pantsuit, like a pants vest. <laughs> Every day I dress like a man just to fuck with her. <laughs> Every day I would wear a wife beater and show off my dragon tat. <laughs> that used to be a 76 or whatever the fuck it was. No, it was actually like a, a one of those zodiac symbols that he turned into a dragon because <laughs> it looked like the kind of tattoo you get when you're crying from the pain and you can't take it anymore. <laughs> you Fucking run out. Apple. Yeah. Sixanka. Sixianka. <laughs> she looks like a, 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 a Vegas, one of those croupiers. <laughs> what? Give her, all right, give her a deck of J. Allen deal. A dealer, I suppose, like a Vegas dealer. I, I, like, I know the word. I just don't. I never learned what it meant in terms of gambling. Croupier. Oh, fuck, he's an idiot. Keep going. Yeah, he is. I guess I'm an idiot too if I don't know that fucking term. Address, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Deal me out some twenty-one. Some if she's gonna guys. dress as a man, I'm gonna dress as a woman every week. I'm gonna come oh, out. Wow. <laughs> we've never, we've we never seen that. <laughs> Who watched the show? How come Howard's wearing a dress? Well, how come Ellen's dressed as a guy? <laughs> Why is Howard so comfortable in drag? <laughs> oh my god. Say this about Ellen. When's when's the last time she, um, like, she's always dressed, you know, kind of butchy, absolutely, but she's never gone, she's never done the Richard Simmons thing where she started, you know, put a fake mustache on or whatever, went full manly. He, on the other hand, has gone in drag how many fucking times? Countless. And yeah. he's acting like he hasn't when yeah. all he has. I'd love, put me in a dress. Okay, you love it. You actually sent your Christmas card with your beard as a Santa Claus. So you're 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 completely comfortable with it. We know exactly, right? Why doesn't anyone comment on that? <laughs> They're talking about Ellen's perfect for kids. Yeah, kids. God knows what she's doing with that. Kids are so confused. <laughs> what is that? 
kids don't even know what to make of that. Uh, I saw a kid watching him become very confused. Like, is that a man or a woman? Jesus H. Christ, man. I, what I, do I, I, kids I know... think of you? Do you know what a disappointment? What? Let me tell you something. I yeah. was listening to some of these takedowns of Ellen, and they said the audience doesn't know who's coming out on Ellen before they're on the show. They have to go through all these, like, um, security, the, all this rigmarole and protocol yeah. before they even get on. And then they never sure. even know who the guest is. Could you imagine if you got selected or you actually went through all this process to be on the Ellen show and Beth Ostrowski Stern <laughs> is the guest? Oh, this God. Fucking turd. Well, and, for our purposes, it would be wonderful just to see the train wreck live. Oh, God. I mean, when is it not wonderful? But <sighs> but what I'm saying is you look at Howard and you don't even know what you're looking at. I mean, mm-hmm. could you be, and he's saying, what do kids think of this? You were on America's Got Talent. What do kids think of you? The wig, the sunglasses, the fashion that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. And actually, I mean, uh, fuck it. Anyway, let's let's continue. This is um, deeper into the. This is right after the People interview, People magazine article that came out. There's a couple articles. They all, couple websites actually borrowed from each other. But um, uh, this is the initial story, and this is him at his most fucking vicious. And this got quoted by Gilbert when he went on Artie's podcast a few years later. So let's go. There's short clips. Yeah. But Ellen DeGeneres is such a jerk because she commented yesterday on whether or not she would work with me and uh here's what she said i brought in the article ellen not in favor of stern on idol new judge ellen degeneres is reportedly not in favor of howard stern joining american idol According to Deadline Hollywood, an insider said that Stern is indeed being considered as a judge. Now, again, we, there's, just because he said he's being considered, that's what a lot, of our, a lot of websites would go and say, oh, he's being considered. They just took him at, at his word. Meanwhile, I, I think that's what know. he's doing right now for Sirius with Spotify, that Spotify is considering him. And I think right. they put a fluff piece out Absolutely. to say that he's being considered. I don't think he that's is. That's right. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a fucking – I don't have a, a – a, a, a belief in in the anywhere in my mind that Spotify gives a flying fuck and a shit and a piss about him. And DeGeneres is against him joining the show. Speculation about Stern being the producer's first pick to replace Simon Cowell surfaced last week. Reports have suggested that there's no official plans at Fox for SiriusXM DJ to replace Cowell. Stern recently stated that he would consider joining the program if an offer was made. Okay. Yeah, if he was going to get $100 million a year and all this bullshit. Meanwhile, he took way less to be on America's Got Talent okay. years later. And um, then in another article, she even got, this is an article by Bill Zwecker of the Sun-Times. He got her saying this. You know, this is a little bit more elaborate. Sun-Times, is that Person- in... Chicago, I believe. Okay, that's what I thought. Yep. He's making it clear that if Stern is hired, she'd immediately leave the show. So this is, that's the first clip. We're going to play the next one, and this one is his talk about, um, you, you, you listen, guys, and we're going to play an associated clip that really makes him look like a complete shit. I happen to be a human being, whether you know it or not. <laughs> and I've told you in the past, I've had many opportunities in my career to make sure that people don't get work. And I never 
took the opportunity. I'll tell you why. It's bad karma. Okay. Let's take this one. Let's just, we have to go into this. Opie and Anthony, gag order, right? Gag order, make sure they don't get work. Make sure they're not on Letterman, which means they don't get... At, they don't get um, the exposure that they should have from the show after they were on Letterman for that first appearance. Uh, taking Art. work from, let's see, should we go into this? Yes, absolutely. Like, let's down let's the go line. In, let's go into first of all, not paying, uh, barely paying Stuttering John anything for the E show, uh, and uh, underpaying Jackie for the for he, they wouldn't even pay a Jackie. He wouldn't agree to it. He had to be in darkness when they would film at some point until he got his contracts sorted out. So he'd be working on the show while they were filming, but he wouldn't actually get money from E because they couldn't agree to terms because he was getting lowballed. Yep. Um, Grillo wasn't paid after his college internship for a, approximately, I think it was like two or three years. So yep. he finally, you know, wasn't in college anymore and they realized, oh, you're not in an internship program. You're just doing slave labor. Whoops. Mm-hmm. We have to pay you. Uh, let's see. That went on with a lot of interns, actually. And mm-hmm. then the interns sued and yep. uh, they got compensation. Yeah. And the judge sure said, the... get your own fucking coffee. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. And that was the last time they had interns working at the show doing that college credit bullshit. And um, I'm sure the lawyers took most of that money. But anyway, the next clip is when Stuttering John went on Artie's Quitter podcast. And they discussed something that I'm going to talk about a little bit more in detail in a moment. But let's play the clip. It's 38 seconds. So, And I, you and I have a mutual friend. And you know the story where Howard did stop somebody from getting a gig. And called the you know someone and and stop somebody from getting a gig. And I'm not uh, going to mention the name, but you know it. Okay, yeah, but right. you know it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Now the context, guys, is they're discussing when his when he when Stuttering John moved to the Tonight Show and what happened and you know the the ins and outs of what happened. So as this is John bringing it up in context. Okay, you mentioned the gig. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Artie knows it well. It's actually a very awkward situation he's talking about. Yes, but Howard did prevent somebody from getting a gig yeah, yeah. after they told him about look, it. Look, he's a very powerful guy. So people are, I mean, because, you know, he's almost like a modern-day Walter Winchell. He's very, people are scared of getting on his wrong side. So knowing that. Only Artie could bring up a, a reference like Walter Winchell, who a lot of people don't know is an, was an old-time gossip columnist. He became a journalist, and he um, was tied into the McCarthy hearings. He actually would threaten and out celebrities for being communists when they weren't just to get um, an advantage over them. He would um, find gossip. He kind of inspired later on Luella Parsons and, and, you know, later on obviously would, this all leads to TMZ and entertainment tonight and all these kind of tabloidish bullshit. But he was to, to say that Howard is like that is basically an indictment. Brilliant from Artie. And he was still on fucking dope at this point. But, um, and that's, and we're going to go into it. I'm going to read, I have the, um, the, um, what do you call it? The excerpt from John's book. I'm going to bring it up just one moment. This is a screen cap from, uh, John's book. Would you like to read it, Sam? Yes. Um, by the way, it's actually fantastic. That reference he made, uh, a few years later, Audie confessed to me that at one time he was up to try out for the host of the CBS show that followed Letterman after Kilbourne left. They were doing two-week tryouts for various hosts, and the show's producer thought Artie would be a good fit for it, and 
called Howard to get his blessing. Howard was furious. He was like, Rob, you can't steal my guy. And just like that, Artie was out of a gig. This is a fact, and Artie told me the story. And the next, cl- the next uh, page, I'll read that for you guys. Now think about it, folks. All that time that Howard bashed me for leaving for Jay, saying Jay or I should have told him first, all of that abuse I took, well, my fear of him fucking up the deal had been well-founded. The motherfucker did it to Artie. Heck, there had been rumors that Howard had Buckwald stop sending Fred out on acting auditions because he feared he might lose him. I don't want to even go into that. Fred's about as talentless as you can fucking imagine. But it is true that by around, if you look at Fred's IMDb page as an actor, um, it stops around the time of the summit. You don't see him getting these law and order gigs, these little piddly extra gigs, basically. Uh, not extra. He had small speaking parts in law and order, for example. And there might be some truth to that. I'm, I'm not going to turn my ear away from it if I, if I hear it, but, <clears throat> uh, it, it, it's credible anyway. Yes, Sam. I think that reference that Artie made though, about how he was like somebody who did, McCarthyism, red baiting, smearing mm-hmm. to people who were not involved with that. This uh, fear that was partially panic of the time, exploited that, lied about it. I think that Howard may or may not have the same power now, but I can totally see when Artie was talking about that, how he could bash and put his name into a category that show business wouldn't want to deal with him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Be- and in a way that's, I mean, I don't even think it would have to do with his addiction. I think he would just lie. Well, in, in, in any case, in any case, um, in the gig in question was the, um, uh, the after Kilborn led was the late, late show. And it was two week tryouts. John's right about that. You look it up. It's, it's all right there. And Artie's name, I don't know if it's mentioned in Wikipedia, but as we all know, Wikipedia is not like fucking encyclopedia Britannica, but either way, it's not like Artie probably would have got the job. He is personal, but he wasn't like a fucking host. He wasn't host material, and that would have not happened. But the fact that he wasn't even given the fucking opportunity to go off there is more telling. That's telling. And I also have to say that his show with Nick, before he really messed up, was hilarious. Some of the best clips and interviews. You and I trade those clips all the time. For six interviews. Yep. Oh my God, we love that. It's it was if anyone wants to hear some amazing clips, it's the Nick and Artie show. I mean, they're phenomenal, especially the interviews. Yeah, before DirecTV took over and it became video, uh, it, when it was just audio still, they were phenomenal. They were really, really a great entertaining show and freewheeling and clean still. They weren't able to, to swear at that point, but it was still funny. You didn't think any less of it. So uh, anyway, clip number three from the same rant is um, uh, from Wiggy. My, ju- my goal wasn't to judge karaoke contest. You've already heard this, but you'll hear it again. Let's suppose American Idol is my big dream job. Let's suppose I didn't make that great a living and this was a big opportunity for me. Well, you do make a huge living and it's not really a big opportunity. You're just desperate to get on fucking TV. And after that Joey King interview, he just wants to be a girl in high school that's pretty. That's it. Yeah, he wants to be Julia Roberts and pretty woman. For Ellen DeGeneres to actively go and say, I'm quitting the show and I will not work here with Howard Stern is to rain on my parade. Now, she's lucky I don't need this fucking job. I don't need, I don't need American Idol. That's not my career goal. I didn't get into the business 
to to sit there and fantasize about judging karaoke contests. Can you hear the desperation out of his fucking pores? Can you hear just like seeping out? By the way, these ki- karaoke contests made Carrie Underwood, Kelly Clarkson, some of the Shit biggest loads. names in yep. pop music, country music. Yeah. Yeah, they became the the music industry, unfortunately, American Idol. At a time when, like, you know, downloading was happening and people were still watching that fucking show. And number four, jerk number four, Ellen's a cunt for blocking me. But when you piss on somebody's job opportunity, you know, Ellen really wanted to be a judge on American Idol. Wasn't her goal when she got into the business, but she really wanted it and she took the job. She would deny me my dream job because she doesn't like me personally. He just said... I, that's not my goal. And now he's saying she would deny me my dream job. Uh, you're confused. It's his dream job, Fillmore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's why I told you Ellen's a cunt. And let me tell you another thing. I'm putting a curse on Ellen DeGeneres. Now, when you ask me what a curse is, I told you it is bad karma for anyone <laughs> to block anybody from getting a job unless they've murdered someone. <laughs> yes, oh, Sam. I'm glad the bar set so fucking high. Jesus <laughs> Christ. And, uh, yeah. And we have here, so block you from your dream job as American right. Idol karaoke judge, which you said yep. was so beneath you. So you yep. go on the poor man's American Idol. Then do we not also have like um audio somewhere out there of Jackie explaining how in private parts, he was made to sign a waiver, basically uh, writing away any kind of like points he could get from the movie. <sighs> I seem to recall Jackie in an interview talking about how in private parts, he was forced to sign something saying that he wasn't even going to have a speaking part or something along those lines that they were going to try to make minim- basically minimize his involvement with the movie. I do remember his part about talking about how they were minimizing his role in the movie because it would show because his job was to make Howard funny and throw yeah. the jokes. Absolutely. So that wouldn't work. And that's why right. his part was minimized. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not as if this is unheard of in Howard's world where he's, well, first of all, shit on people for leaving uh, endlessly, and then also um, tried to keep people from getting their sort of value uh, out of their job, you know. Not only that, value getting their job. There was a point where Opie and Anthony were saying, we want to compete on morning radio with him. Put mm-hmm. us up against him. And yep. he would not let that happen. He would not no. let that happen. Not only did he not let that happen, when he didn't let that happen, and they were on afternoon drive, they were fucking blowing his spot up. And I remember this because I was so into both of them at the time, and I was into the entire feud. And what ended up happening was they got silenced. You had to say... Certain to, you had to say, eh, eh, eh. no, no, that was that was his thing for serious. You had to say for uh, radio edit. They yes. started saying radio edit, radio yeah. edit when they right. were talking about Howard. But they had just had it. They completely understood that in radio, you it helps to have a nemesis. And uh, if you're fighting, all of a sudden it creates sort of headlines. He wanted no competition. He's never wanted competition because he can't he handle it. 
he didn't fight back. That's the thing. He a little bit fought back, but yeah. he knew that his fans, their fans, would clobber him with truth. Oh, yes. So instead of actually dealing with the problem, he just went to yeah. the higher ups like yeah. right away. Not only that, um, I mean, when he tried to go up against Mancow, he never got to number one in Chicago. Mancow beat him soundly every time. And True. so, so there's, it's not as if he was some kind of like all, you know, all powerful, you know, wizard of fucking broadcasting. Uh, there are certain markets he never got number one in. In LA, I believe even the Spanish stations were doing better than him uh, overall. Adam Carolla was bigger in Las Vegas. Yep, there's certain markets like Minneapolis. I think he never got to number one. There's all there's there's, there's ratings books we have. We've got visual proof of Lisa G and uh, the um, the show she did, uh, Roll Call, whatever, whatever that what name what was the name of that show. The um, Black, yeah, was, was, uh, the, it was, was the Urban Show. What I forget what it was called with uh, Ed Lover. Yeah, I know, but she did the <sighs> Roll Call for it. I forgot what. It yeah, was. I can't remember the name, but either way, there are ratings books where she's beating him. She's beating the Howard Stern show. I laughed my fucking ass off when I saw that. Uh, at any rate, next Nick clip is going to be called Sirius told me I could fire anybody. And if, if he, if he admits this, he's actually saying I have used it. Uh, let's see. It doesn't that mean he knows their salary. Predict. What's that? If he says he can fire anybody, then, then you think you don't know that he knows how much you make. Yeah. You're, he knows what every, he knows what everybody fucking yourself. makes. Absolutely. And anybody, yeah, anybody wants to argue that, how's he supposed to know what people are making? There's nothing he doesn't know about that show, except what he doesn't want to know, which is, I don't want to deal with your shit. You negotiate your own fucking contracts, whatever, and all. Meanwhile, he's got the go-between saying, and he's the one putting up with his finger on the button saying yes or no. I'm exactly not predicting anything, what? but that's Will a curse. Will we know that the curse has been oh, yes. imposed? Yes, she is cursed. I don't really have to curse her. She is going to be cursed. You'll see. I'm telling you I believe in this. You know. I wish that were true. I see a there lot of people, people who do bad things thriving all the time. There are people who... Uh, Hold on for a sec. Now I'm going to play it in earnest. That was just to get the 30 seconds out, uh, set queued up. Came to me in this company and said that if I wanted certain people fired, I could have that done. As long as I'd sign here. In order to keep me happy. And I said to them, I will never do that. That's a curse. People have a right to work. I don't care who they are. Even if they're uh, people I don't like. What a fucking cunt. I would never take their work away from them. That's just the way I am. That's the one rule I've got. <laughs> I cling to that rule. That's the one you rule. You have no rules. Just like you don't cheat. No. Um, you, don't, you don't leave your family. Right. And listen to this one, guys. I'm going to play this one. Uh, this is continue, continuation. I know Sam's getting increasingly disgusted. <laughs> for this Ellen DeGeneres to open up her yap about, let's let's say this was my dream job. Well, what what was her reason for you not? Uh, what? Because why? Because she doesn't. She... It is. Yeah. You just said it's your dream job. How could she deny you your dream job? He's never smart enough to understand that he's making himself look like a complete retard. And the idea that you know, like he, it's so transparent, like it's clearly it, brutalizing him every day that year to think of her on that show and he's not on it and he also, desperately wanted to be on it. Listen to his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> the caps work with you. First of all, does she even give a reason? No, no reason. No reason. It's just it's Howard Stern. I don't like him. Wonder why. Stern. That's crappy. You know? And that face of hers. I mean, that, that, she looks like she smelled bad pussy. 
I wonder why she doesn't want to work with him. I think all pussy for him is bad pussy. So. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. There's no such thing. There's it's an oxymoron. I am sure I can play guitar and piano better than Ellen DeGeneres. That's number one. Number two, I oh. put out hit albums. I had the fastest selling album in history. Actually, I looked that up the because uh, I, I wanted to make sure absolutely that he was completely full of shit, even though I already knew it. Uh, the fastest selling album in history, I believe, was Adele, 25. I think it sold something like three and a half million copies in one week, in the but first week. I, but this was before that. Oh, even but even before that, you go back. Let me. I'll find the. I'll find the actual thing. Hold on for a second. Uh, I was thinking I it would be this. like you know Michael Jackson, Britney Spears. Uh, so hold on. Uh, in history, in history. Okay, here we go. And I found okay list of fastest selling albums, and thankfully they've given the date. So in the United States is what we're really talking about. Number one, 2015, 25, Adele, 3.0. Oh, see, I was, I was 2000, close. no strings attached, in Two, sync. That's I right. Two, knew it. But let's go, let's say 2010. Let's go, so yeah, even earlier. Fuck. That, uh, that Garth, Garth pop music, that's right. All oh, of he's, <laughs> he's talking about the Private Parts soundtrack. But look, in 1998, Garth Brooks, Double Live, 1.1 million, almost 1.1 million. So already he's he's already made himself a liar by twelve years, and then oh as you go God, up, yeah. it's all, and it's and it's actually kind of amazing that most of these are from the two thousands and upwards because that's when about downloading is really happening bad, uh, and for Adele in two thousand fifteen to sell three and a half million copies in one week is amazing. Wait, can we go back to like the nineties? I just want to see. Uh, hold on. Okay, fastest. Selling albums in the 1990s. Okay. Fasting. God, do I wish for those times when the worst thing in the world was a blowjob. It's hard to, it was hard to tell because um, of the, um, they have the best selling albums, but it's hard to say fastest, but either way. How would he know then? He wouldn't know. Number 10 from the 90s, Backstreet Boys. This is total sales, 9.2. Rope in the Wind, number 9, Garth Garth Brooks, uh, Millennium, Backstreet Boys, Titanic soundtrack. This is top sales. They don't have a list here for fastest selling. (laughs) What Uh, a loser I am. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these are awful. The Bodyguard. Uh, It doesn't, there's no listing for it, but at, at any rate, you know that it's not fucking private parts. Um, at any rate, that's I love that fact that he's going. I had the fastest selling album in history. Yeah, in history. Uh, uh, <laughs> Thriller was selling a million copies a week. I'm gobsmacked by this fact. <laughs> that's funny. And Rick Rubin and I <laughs> collaborated. You've collaborated with me. This is where it starts to get funny because he's reaching. Collaborating. To deal with. And as a disc jockey, I picked artists who were nobodies who became superstars. I backed them. Superstars. <laughs> this is where it gets good. Billy Squire. John Bon Jovi. Who else, Robin? Billy Squire. Billy Squire. Well, that's more than Ellen DeGeneres has done. <laughs> 
Uh, poor Billy. I love Billy. Actually, he's got some fucking amazing tunes. Before he, before the Rock Me Tonight video, he was great. I'm hiding from embarrassment. It is bad. So this is this is the uh, non-story about 19 Entertainment. This is from the same clip. There's a woman at 19 Entertainment. I'm not going to give her name, but uh, ask her if I ever bad mouthed Valentar. Ask her. Right. We're hearing it and, now. And, she has three names. That's all I'm going to say. Ask her. And one of them is Murdoch. No. No. <laughs> no she, 19 has nothing to nothing do with Nothing to do that. with Murdoch. I know. Very talented woman. I never said a bad word about Ellen. But you understand it was oh, Rupert. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. What a delusional fucking queen. Honestly. It really, it's the height of I said it, I forgot it. I said it, I forgot about it. But do you think, this is a question to you, Sam. When he does this shit. Do you think he does remember or he puts it out of his mind? He's that stupid as well. Like he does say the shit and then doesn't remember because he is stupid. I think since I've learned a little bit more about the NPD, I mm -hmm. literally think he buys into this false self. So whatever mind he's put himself into, like I earn this job as American Idol. She's taking it away from me. It's okay for me to trash her. Fine. Then right. when he's out of that mindset, it's, I never said a bad thing, bad thing about Ellen because I want her on the show. It's almost like, I don't know, like 50 first dates when Drew Barrymore wakes up every day and she she's doesn't got... know that she's married yeah. with a kid. So you're saying that in, in this case, for example. I'm not excusing him, though, by no. the way, either. So, for example, if he says, I never said bad stuff about her, even now while he's saying a bunch of bad stuff about her. He's in his mind. He's he's saying the last ten years when I talk shit about her never happened. He believes that. I think that in his head he truly thinks that he never said that. Right. Even though he's got the his audio of his own fucking show to disprove it. I truly think he doesn't even consider his former self past a I don't know maybe a year, few months. Wow. Pretty pretty incredible. Back's daughter that started that whole thing she said you got to get this show and put it on you know and that dead air everybody that was classic 2010 that wasn't us like playing editing poorly that was him and robin just kind of letting air suffocate yeah go ahead because they don't have Artie. they needed yeah. an Artie. they Absolutely. that Artie leaving was the heart of the show leaving and the sound the silence, that's all already gone. Right. I it, do it, think, <laughs> yeah. I think that him, he honestly, I don't think he knows that he, what he says from, from any time to any time about Ellen or anyone else. I truly right. think he's just a vapid hole. Okay. Fair enough. Ask the guy who owns 19 Entertainment when I saw him the other day. And don't ask me why I was there with him. <laughs> but uh, ask him if I badmouthed Ellen DeGeneres. So what? You were trying to f angle yourself into a fucking job with a guy that's uh, with a guy that's in the company responsible for the show, but you don't want that's not your dream job. Oh, but it is my dream job. Which is it, asshole? It was and it's just karaoke. That's yeah, right. 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 It's just a gong show. You know. Ask why I was in a meeting the other day, and someone said to me, "You know, Ellen's gay." I said, "I didn't know that, but uh, it's all right with uh, does I, you know what?" Someone said to me, "Ellen's gay." I'm not kidding you. And I said, "You know what? 
I would work with her anyway. <laughs> you know that that's just something he came up with on the fly, like as if to say in 2010, someone actually said to him, Ellen's gay, like it was some kind of revelation. That's bullshit. That's just him. That's just another one of his jerk off stories. That's why I said non-story about 19 Entertainment. <laughs> what did you think of that? That's big of you. You're goddamn right Very it is. big of you. I got nothing against gay people. <laughs> oh, you were you don't? <laughs> she Get just a needs dick. a dick. She wants, she needs a cock. She, yeah. She, she's, gotta, she's dressing like a man because she needs a I, cock. I have a bigger cock than hers. Getting married. That's right. I was. All for it. Do I sit there and bust her balls? No. Does she suck? Yes. You gave her a hard time about the dogs, but that was right. All right. So the next clip is called Phony Baloney. How many times are you going to allow Ellen DeGeneres to adopt a dog and then give it away? Sorry I pointed that out. And you know what? If I do do that show... <laughs> And she somehow ends up staying there. I'm going to bring fucking puppies on there every week so she could sit there and be a big phony baloney like she is. <laughs> this is incredible. Oh, and the last... <laughs> my fucking God. How in Christ's name have we come from this to Beth Stern having nothing to say and being the North Shore Animal League spokesperson? Yeah. What has happened? Yeah. This is, this is just incredibly... They're yeah. both terrible. Yeah, they are. And the idea that so many years later, see, this is the thing. If I had such vitriol or such anger against somebody like Ellen, I'd never in a million years have be on her show, have anybody I know on her show or make sure they knew I don't want you on that fucking show. I'd make sure that people knew don't fucking do her show. If it, Gary's promoting his book, you're not going on Ellen. Even if she ha would have had him, you're not going on there. No one is going to fucking get near her. You know what? I have to ask. I know these cops that work in Buffalo, they had their singing cops. They got on Ellen for being like bringing police and community together and they're singing right. cops. So they have okay. like a spot on Ellen. Okay. And I have to ask them like what the experience was like in person because I know who yeah. they are. Okay. I, I'm, I'm now I'm dying to know what that was like. Oh, <laughs> she, you don't... she donated money to their. Right. To their foundation. Okay. And this is way before, you know, the whole world went to hell in a handbasket, but. See if you can find out. See if you can find I, out I, next, I next time. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't, that wouldn't even, even have occurred to me, but yeah. So next last clip for that is called piece of garbage. The All issue right. is why can't this be a, a lively debate without people going, Oh mm. no, I won't work with him. Where's that? Robin, how's that? How's the what's the taste of his colon like? Jesus fucking Christ! She she really it irritates me in this clip because like uh, doing whatever she can to fucking placate him and try to get him off it. You don't say. Yeah. Ellen's sense of humor. Oh, she's such a foul piece of garbage. I told you about Ellen. People who work with her know. I'm talking miserable, about huh? are miserable. She is a tyrant ogre. This whole nice girl image is a lot of horseshit fakery. Uh, she's miserable, and she's a miserable woman. When can we just go ahead and say she's not funny? Okay, yeah, go ahead, Sam. Holy fuck shit. What journalism exists anymore? Yeah, how, it's, it's pathetic. How, 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 how are not people even crediting or looking back into this? Well, they did quote him for certain things, but they never talked about it's just like a few years ago with the Wendy Williams thing. They never mentioned the C word in any of these articles. That should have been the first thing they mentioned. So what does he have? That's what I'm saying. This McCarthy smearing. And when Artie said the thing about Walter, Walter Winchell, Winchell, 
Yep. What does he have? I wonder if it's just an editorial decision. Like, no, we can't use that word. We can't even like use C, you know, asterisks, asterisks, asterisks in the the article because all it's of a sudden it's gutter journalism. Mouth. But it's a quote. It's a direct quote. Why wouldn't you be able to use it and attribute it to him and not get in trouble? So that's what I'm saying. What yeah. does he have on these? I have no sites? idea. I have no idea. But I mean, and meanwhile, it's he's he. It's his own fucking words. It's not like it's a libel situation. That makes it more nefarious to me. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> about this. Maybe he's part of the gay mafia. Oh, when is that going to happen? Yeah, I mean, did when any... is it uh, the statute of limitations is up? We can finally admit she's not funny. What a scream she is! How soon are they going to regret having her on there without Simon and having her stuck there like ballast? Yeah, and she's the you know the focal point. She's going to carry the show on her shoulders. She's gonna Here's what I hope: show. I hope I don't go to American Idol. I hope Simon leaves, and Ellen. The show now is basically pinned on Ellen, Ellen and you watch the, the fucking show. whole thing tank. <laughs> she did go. It didn't tank. You went on AGT. The ratings tanked. <laughs> How's that for poetic justice? Uh, did Katy Perry hear this? <laughs> I wonder about that. So let me see if I got this correct. Um, he's got talking about Ellen's demands at uh, American Idol. So he's already, we've already gone through that. I don't think it's necessary to go oh, through. By the way, if he was involved with an Epstein situation, he totally would cover up for everyone. Oh, absolutely. And then this clip is from um, February of 2012, where he's he gets invited to a Jimmy Kimmel party in Hollywood, and then he kisses Ellen's ass. It's a real short clip. Cool. About, uh, I guess a week ago or so, two weeks ago, I got a phone call from Ellen DeGeneres. Really? Yeah. Who uh, called me at home. Uh, we played tag for a while. We couldn't get in touch with each other. No, more like I didn't. I was too fucking chicken shit to answer. Listen to this fucking voice. <laughs> doesn't it oh, sound like it's uh, like the I, Darth Vader modulated? <laughs> my dog ate the homework. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds totally like I, I, I got caught. I got caught. She she called me and I had to apologize. And that's what he says. He said I had to account for some things I said. And her vo- and his voice is ten octaves lower. Oh yeah. He's yeah. on the well, Starship Enterprise. Exactly. And uh, she said some uh, beautiful things to me on the phone. Wow. And I did say to her, you know, again, it's uh, it's embarrassing to me that you even have to say this. Yeah, in you this shouldn't even have to call. And we had a very nice heart-to-heart, good discussion. I had some things uh, I had to answer for because I've said some, some shitty things about her. And we actually started talking about uh, uh, a lot of things, but mostly... Are we going to have Ellen on the show? Uh, well, she invited me on her show, I, I, but but anyway. Uh, so she had to do his show before he would do her show. I'm glad Robin's laughing. It's all that matters. <laughs> Absolutely. And so the other thing is, so it's 2012. He's saying, I had to apologize for some things I said. That's kind of proving that he does remember everything he said about her. Actually, yeah. Yeah. That's a good so, stamp of approval. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. And so... So when he when he goes, I've never said anything about her. That really is just gaslighting. Hundred percent. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, she came to Jimmy's party with Portia. Oh. So she. What I was leading to is that mm. she came to the party, and uh, toward the end of the party, I got to speak with her and uh, Portia for a good. Uh, I don't know. We spoke for a very long time. We talked about obtaining a cock. I brought Ooh. Beth over. We said hello. And uh, I know, love animals. We, 
<laughs> I love that clip. Some things about her life I don't know that she's ever told anybody, quite wow. frankly. And uh, Thanks for the plug, Howie. It's quite moving. But uh, here, you know, you're talking to this person, and you hear what she has to say about her life, and and, and really, she's an innocent. And, and all she wants to do is entertain people. Right. <laughs> she's an innocent. <laughs> two years, not even two years before, you're calling her a miserable piece of shit tyrant. I'm flabbergasted. I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's amazing. She's not uh, belaboring this point. She's no different than me in that her her passion in life was to entertain people. That was my passion. My passion was no, to no, 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 no. You it's don't get no you don't get to away with that. Life. No, it's she's no different than me. She's a tyrant piece of shit who keeps her workers down. Right. And let's if lest we lest you've forgotten already, guys. Let's let's hear from one of our favorites. Oh, yeah, he took things to a personal level, <laughs> referencing the openly gay comic sexuality, <laughs> and that face of hers. <laughs> and that face of her. Trump stole that one. She looked like she smelled bad pussy. <laughs> I think before she got famous, she had a lot of bad pussy. And that nose of her is forever crinkled. Okay. Stern said. So, uh, he wishes she had a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's losing it now. <laughs> it's amazing how Gilbert's voice makes everything funnier. And then you add Artie laughing in the background. <laughs> He's eating like a like a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> Casually. <laughs> okay. So this no, last keep going with that. Keep going with that. No, that's the end of that clip. I only I only did so much of it. I have the full thing, but I just oh, wanted to. Can we that do part. more? <laughs> Well, there's only there's only a little bit. Let's see. <laughs> Read from here. Al Generous is such a jerk. This is stuff Howard actually said. And the kid's okay. putting this in radar online. Ellen DeGeneres is such a jerk, Stern said, <laughs> noting that he's never been one to interfere at other people's professional opportunities <laughs> out of fear of bad karma. She would deny me my dream job because she doesn't like me personally. And that's why I told you Ellen's a cunt. <laughs> God, I love Gilbert. So, okay, I'm going to play. This is from, because, guys, and guys, I'm sorry, we're, we're long overdue for a breakdown of the show, but it's because, well, we've, well, we've had other things to do. And what's that? I'm gonna, fucking, I'm gonna break down on how fucking insane I am for what a lying piece of shit he is. I mean, listen to this. So he this is this is from this this recent week where he find he addressed it because a lot of people were wondering is he gonna address the Ellen thing? I'm like, of course he is, because it doesn't affect him at all, except for the fact that if her show gets cut, it's another show he can't get on to uh, plug whatever bullshit he's got. But this one, the world's dumbest zookeeper makes a non point about Ellen's employees. So just listen to this nonsense. Yeah. Uh, these people lose their jobs and Ellen brings a lot of joy to people, you know. <laughs> If you don't like her, her. <laughs> right? Okay, so let's assume. So 
If she goes to her staff, this is really not nothing to do with public. This has to do with her and her staff. <laughs> like he has anything to do with his staff. Because this is in the middle of it. He's going like, I get approached. I'm getting abused by my employees. I won't play that clip because that's part of the breakdown we're going to do. But either way, I had to include this. Doesn't yeah. But doesn't he also think that, you know... He thinks Ellen's staff is abused and mistreated and everyone knows it. Yeah, exactly. And if she goes to those people and says, look, I want to change. I want to do better. I want to this and that. The other thing. And they say, you know what? We want to because we want to continue to work. So be it. That, that's their decision to make. Not not mine. I mean, what, what kind of thing is that? <laughs> that made no sense. That made no sense at all. Oh my God! I don't expect I don't expect to listen to him expecting sense, guys. But I'm saying that made even less sense than normal. It so really is, was like a CD skipping right. in the old car. <laughs> this is part B bullshit about Ellen's struggle with the man. Uh, but um, no, I think I think this. Look, I like Ellen. I like. First of all, I told you, and I wrote it in my book. Uh, overcame a lot of bad uh, the shit in her life. Um, gay woman who came out and lost her sitcom. Her agents fired her. Uh, her her uh, every, everyone abandoned her, and she made a big comeback. That I okay, hold on. Admire. I admire the charity work, and I admire the money that she donates to animal causes and, and human causes. Uh, <laughs> I think she's an admirable person that way. Uh, Look, admirable person. Wow, big turnaround. Sam, can you be any more monotone and insincere if you tried in your life? <laughs> I mean, he was so colorful when he was telling her to get a cock. <laughs> you know, that reminded me of when uh, they had uh, someone come in. I think it might have been Ablo. I can't remember. <laughs> someone said to Artie, um, do you think you could uh, stop, uh, t- you know, fighting with uh, High Bitch Mike? And Artie goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, no, clip C, asshole says the crew should work things out with Ellen. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I... I don't know what's going on there, but I like Ellen, and uh, it was weird. It's weird to read that. And, Is uh, it? You just said for the last te- It's weird to read that she's a piece of shit to her staff. We just got through <laughs> a couple hours of hours of clips of you telling what she is and what a monster she was from the beginning of her show in the early yeah. 2000s. So yeah. we did your job, journalists. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Radar online, yeah. Anytime you're ready. Gonna be. Maybe they'll cancel her show. Maybe she'll walk away. I mean, at this point, she's got so much dough, she could just walk away. But right. Is this also a little projection? He's got enough dough to walk away, but he can't. So I wonder how much of this. I wonder if Ellen might be worth a narcissistic personality disorder thing. Dr. Todd Grande, who, by the way, he um he actually did a little report on her. Uh, not a report. It's a sort of. Um, an analysis from what the media reports were. It's actually fascinating, guys. It's only about 13, 14 minutes long. And um, he's pretty even-handed about the whole thing, saying how some of the complaints are viable and some of them are like, well, guys, who? why do you expect a person in Hollywood to be genuine? <laughs> you know, like certain things I can understand make make the the argument for why you should be nicer as, a, as an employer, but is it really a, a job requirement? No, not really. Well, I would take a... You know, I would take advice or take um, what he has to say. I would take that in, but I wouldn't take what Wiggy says about her (laughs) after all this. I mean, who's listening to this and being like, you're right. 
which 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 is it? Like you know, what I don't know what to think anymore. My mind's blowing up. Uh, I'd hate to see that because I I think I think that the staff should sit down with Alan and they should work it out. They should just like sit down and go, do you want to go on or not? Like you, like he worked it out with the fucking Howard TV crew. Like he worked it out with fucking Scott Salem before they shit canned him for having a tantrum, a, you know, a justified tantrum. Before oh my they God. Fucking, before they, you know, uh, sued fucking Scott Einziger for, you know, you know, instead of just meeting up with him and saying, hey, what's going on? That's what I, I think. It's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's infuriating is the word. This yep. looks to me almost like a marriage breaking up. Because once you start pulling things apart like that, now is it comfortable for Ellen to go to work oh. every day? We're that's the worry we have i'm sure the employees were worried about her fucking comfort oh Jesus you're right H. allison you should just keep hating robin yeah absolutely worried that she's going to piss off some of her staff again i mean can you imagine her day now if they, they do keep the show going she's gonna have to walk around like uh, hi how are you <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> like, She'll oh my be God. exhausted you know by the time yeah. the show starts she'll be so fucking oh nice. i fucking hate both of them yeah Absolutely. So it's almost funny because he's saying like, oh, you mean she's going to have to address them? You mean like you? He's really projecting. He doesn't want to have to interact with his fucking staff. He hired someone he's calling a shusher, which is really Marcy Turk. Let's let's not even. Both of them are projecting right now. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have to interact with people that we underpay and treat like fucking shit that they have no idea where their lives are going and we don't even give them a direction we fire them on air and don't even invite them to the birthday show after they've been a part of our show for 20 years oh Mm -hmm. i hate them both yeah they're they're two they're two awful people like if there's any two people that deserve to be drummed out of fucking show business if you want to call serious show business it's these two assholes you're going to jump a river. You'll be like, hi, want to come over and have some dinner, motherfucker? Is that what you want? What do you want me to do? You want me to sit here I'm and blow cooking. you? I'm cooking for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people want me to make their lunch? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great, you know. Now she'll have to kiss her staff's feet. That's what I'm saying. So it's ruined. Everything's right. ruined. What he's, yeah, he's just really projecting that he doesn't actually have anything to do with his own staff and how awful of Ellen to have to deal with them now and have to treat them like human beings. Right. Everything's ruined. I actually have to acknowledge these people have jobs and lives and families and care about each other and their families, even right. though I don't. Right. And of course, I mean, uh, I forgot to play this, but we may as well. I love... Every show when you come out and dance, I actually look forward well, to it. Well, you look now, forward to seeing now, what moves now, she's going to do yeah. today. They're the same moves every but, day. But what's <laughs> weird about it is I'm trying to break down why I like that. I think it's because I, I expect that you can't dance. <laughs> that was from 2015 when she finally came in studio. Uh, I'm sorry about it, the low audio, guys. but You don't like that she could dance. Robin said she dances like a man. Let's just keep that going. Well, that's that's the end of that clip. I have the entire interview, but it really isn't worth it. Um, but uh, this is the last clip, uh, and then we'll, we'll try to wrap this up. Will and Wig thinks that Ellen should just become a prick. But uh, look, you know, I I look at Ellen as uh, someone who d- does a lot of philanthropy. Uh, she entertains people. She's a, a really great stand-up well, comic. Maybe you know, those are the, the things problem. I know. Maybe it was the problem that she was too nice. Away from the show. 
Uh, they just tore apart her comedy for decades. They tore apart her as being like uh, too uh, manly, needs a dick. Not charitable. She gives away dogs. They want to interview the dogs that she's given away. Guys, I didn't even play the fucking clips I have of him critiquing her Emmy appearances or sorry, hosting the Emmys, uh, doing like a certain, uh, you know, it, at the Oscars. Let's just and- shit on Ellen. No, but I'm saying, but because some of it is more like meandering, it's not really like so devastating, but he's clearly like, he's clearly saying, eh, this isn't funny. I don't know what she's going on with what's, and also it's long winded. Some of the clips you need the full three minutes and I don't want to go through it, but in any event, he's still, and he's, he's, there's, there's no shortage. I got you a good chunk of them guys. And the show's still going to be two something hours and there's way more. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm short shrifting. We're going to have to have a part two. <laughs> Maybe it depends what happens to Ellen, I suppose. But my God, so this will play the rest of this clip. And so people started saying, "Wait a minute, that's not who I work for." You know what I would do if I was Ellen? I would change my whole image. I'd go on the air and be a son of a bitch. Like people just come <laughs> on and go, "Fuck you!" Like just be a prick. So you think I'm a prick? I'm going to show you exactly. I'll show you a prick. I tried. Well, he is a prick, and his staff hates him. Guys, I'm God, sorry. It, uh, his teeth are running away from him. And this clip. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He sounds like Nancy Pelosi after a fucking haggle. Just dry teeth. Yeah. So I it, just uh, it, like in a in closing, Sam, what do you think is going to end up happening with the Ellen show? She's 62 years old. Do you think she's going to um, shut it down? Do you think she's going to fuck clean up, clean off, clean uh, house? Do you think they're just going to because it, it makes money like they don't. There's talk that James Corden is going to replace her. I think if she puts on, you know, a dress, it'll fix everything. Um, <laughs> she gets a dick. <laughs> no, I honestly think that she's old enough and the show's been long it, and everything like from daytime to late night because of Corona has been affected. I think she's yeah. just going to be done, which is you- understandable. Yeah. And I mean, uh, the, but I loved the, 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 um, and I, I, okay. So I've got the, the David Rosenthal clip is on my YouTube channel. The Carol Liefer stuff is also on there. And, um, and also the Greg Fitzsimmons, uh, explanation of how it was on there. Now, Greg Fitzsimmons, by the way, is not the, the best, uh, source because he is a smarmy asshole and a, a lot of people hate his fucking guts, but I do believe him when he says it was hell to work there because, um, there's, there's just too much evidence to the to support that she's an, an arsehole to work for, like a mean person. So anyway, oh well. Uh, uh, I think Wig's worse. It, well, it, th- th- this is the kind of NPD thing. Like he's really in his head. I think he's worried. What if this stuff comes out about me? It's just like when we played that that clip about the Bushkin book and how he met Henry Bushkin and said, "I think it's shitty for him to tell those things about his, you know, his, even though the guy's dead." I think he's deathly afraid that this stuff is going to come out about him while he's alive. And do I agree it. with you? And I think that there was a lot of late night people like Letterman who yep. were fucking dickheads. And that's just the way it was. And maybe the climate is changing. Maybe I, I'm not saying it's unfair, but maybe Ellen is getting the flack that other late night hosts should have probably gotten for how sure. they've treated people, but Howard yeah. should definitely get it. Uh, for example, like, do you think if Letterman and the fuck room story 
if it comes out in 2020 and he's still like, I don't know, got another 10 years worth of work, he, he gets the Me Too thing and he gets canned? I don't know. I, I feel like these, some people are just like grandfathered into getting away with it. Like, Maybe. I mean, you see the comics and the girl comics and certain celebrities who just don't even give a fuck to mention any of this, but they're quick to jump on when, I don't know, Chris D'Elia or uh, Brian, Brian Callen is there. They're, they want to throw him under the bus and park it on him so fast. It's not even funny. And well, to there's... me, I'm not saying, okay, let's not look into this. Fine, look into this. But shut your fucking mouth on Twitter for five seconds and, like, let's let's see what happens. Because you don't do this for everyone else. It's funny who came out against Ellen. Uh, Brad Garrett was very vocal on Twitter. He said, I've, I've, it's not a surprise to me. And Leah Thompson, who I think at the, around the same time was doing Caroline in the City, which actually I was a great show. I liked that when I was growing I like, up. I liked that show a lot. <laughs> And, uh, and I had a huge crush on her as a kid. And so, um, she agreed. She said, yep, totally. And it would have been in, in competition with Ellen back then, just near the end of the, the run. And so, um, there are people out there willing to say it. And I think if she was, this is the point guys, if she really was a nice person, that Twitter thing would have died a, a, a quick death. If she really was a genuine person, like a genuinely kind, philanthropic, you know, all this stuff, and she's really a nice person, uh, she would never have had to deal with any of this. Oh, it actually makes me sick that people even consider the fact that she's being treated unfairly because celebrities are defending her. Like, and? (laughs) Exactly. And, and yeah, so it's de- telling, and, and one of the articles pointed out, the people like Kevin Hart who are defending her, and Jay Leno as well also did. And I think I went on Twitter about Jay Leno and said, the, he goes, they're, they're part of the same management company, as far as I know. They're all together in the same management company. So that's, that's kind of a little telling. Listen, Hollywood right now, for me, anything they're doing, I'm going the opposite way. Because something is seriously wrong with this crowd of people. There might be a yeah. select few honorable people but overall just even listening to that interview with um joey king and he was asking her if she was emancipated because she had to work yeah and that means because most children and this is still the staple it's Mm -hmm. you if you are emancipated you don't have to abide by child labor laws who do Mm -hmm. you think directors are going to hire the children who are emancipated because they can fucking horse slave dra- slave drive you through anything because you're emancipated. And these kids get emancipated because they want parts. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a sad, abusive process that I wish would stop, but nobody talks about. So I don't believe anything any of these Hollywood people say. And I think they're all monsters. So, yay. And I... I tweeted this to Leno and, uh, I wish I got a little more traction for it. He said, and this is his quote, I don't discard a 40 year friendship on hearsay. The Ellen I know has raised over $125 million for charity and has always been a kind and decent person. I fully support her, Jay Leno. And I responded, here's the difference, Jay, your ex staffers on mass have gone on record as saying you're a mensch. Ellen's not so much. Should we disregard your ex staffers and presume you're really an arsehole boss? Correct. This is a hundred percent. The point, it's that it doesn't matter what you give. That wealth is expendable 
145 yeah. million to Ellen in a decade of making hundreds of millions of dollars is not it's pocket change. That's like saying she, I took you to lunch. Saying she raised it doesn't mean she gave it, guys. It's not the same thing. It's not coming out of her fucking pocket. It's a tax write-off anyway. Uh, I'm not den- I'm not de- denying whatever the charitable, uh, you know, charity is good, but uh, what, if, you know, animal rights, I'm sorry, that's way low on my fucking priorities. Um, this is, I'm going to play a little of the Ellen clip, just uh, the audio of it, because it's excruciating. This is when he was doing his book tour last October. Wherever you go. This is the pinnacle of my career. You know, <laughs> I've been at this for like almost 40 years. But to one day be on the Ellen DeGeneres show, I mean, this was what it was all about. <laughs> I'm building, building, building slowly. That's why. That's, that's and this, this he came in and he was going to do the kiss. But imagine that this is the pinnacle to get on the fucking Ellen show. Like, oh, I don't know. Look at her. Look at him. They're so phony. And the audience, by the way, like I said, Ellen doesn't announce who the guest is until they come out. So they're probably right. like, what the fuck? And they're probably, I, I don't know what the st- situation is with the Ellen show, but if that's the case, it would be one of those, there's an, there's an applause side, the size of fucking, of, of an Escalade. Yeah, every time. the MGM Grand. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, does, does Howard really inspire standing ovations? No, no one really gives a fuck anymore. Let's torture myself. This is very exciting. Daytime television and me. Perfect pairing. Yes. It's unbelievable. It's, at one point in your career, it would not have been a perfect pairing, but you've mellowed in your... In your... I've mellowed. I've become an elder statesman of radio, of television. He became a fucking phony fuck. <laughs> That's the truth. Like, how old was he? Okay, so if he's 50... In 2002, he's 50. In 2012, he's 60. That's when evolution begins? Okay, so he really is like every politician except yeah. for he's just in radio so yeah media mm-hmm. look at me i'm so relaxed <laughs> you know i um by the oh way, my god I, did his wig almost fall off <laughs> my book yes, we'll be you. talking about yes. that i have a whole agenda good. of course good we want to sell it's a great book thank yes. you but um you know listen i was thinking about you backstage <laughs> he's thinking about you i was thinking about all the times i told you you needed a dick and I don't know if you're following this. I've been out here in Los Angeles. I haven't been following the news, but people were giving you grief about this George Bush picture. Right. right? But listen. You see how uncomfortable she was when he mentioned it? Well, Praying to God he wouldn't mention it? Because he has the candor of Ham Hands Bill. <laughs> Robin. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I have um ands. <laughs> really? It's like, okay. Vaseline, yeah. here we go. Yeah, lube up. The problem is, and this is a brilliant booking on your part, having me on the show. People, are, people have this picture in their mind of you and George Bush. What you need to do, in my opinion, is take a picture with me, making out with me. Like, I, Look at I, her I, face, Fillmore. Look at yeah. her face. Can you please take a picture of that? I will. Oh, well, we'll we'll take a picture of it at some point. You can you can do it separately, and then well, I'm going to put it on the uh, the thing because I don't want to put get trouble putting an Ellen video uh, and going through it and possibly getting this thing uh, banned from YouTube. So, and also that's amazing to me. The Ellen Show. I'm looking at the thing. Thirty seven point six million subscribers. If I went onto the Stern thing, I don't know that you'd find a million and a half. Oh, so it's 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 how you're going to cancel a cancel a war criminal. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make out. So, yeah. just, you know. 
Hear me out. So hold on. So if you said that the edict is that the audience doesn't know who's coming out, she knows he's coming out. Does she know he's going to, what his shtick is going to be? Cause you know how Letterman would insist on like, uh, uh, what do you call them? The, um, the assistants going in and saying the content, pr- the supervisor, supervising producer saying like, what bit are you going to do today? He's usually, he was forewarned. Carson didn't care. He'd talk about anything. He'd so- know if they were coming in to plug something, but nothing more than that. See, I can't answer that. Normally, she knows everything, but right. because Howard's like, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do, I don't know what it is. I know, it's your, hard. Your wife is here. I know, I know. I know. We, we, honey, I, I'm just thinking, if Ugh. one people see me with you, no one's going to be thinking about George Bush. I say, oh, that's true. That's I my thought. I see. I, uh, you know, in that picture, I was holding my phone. At that time, I was showing him a picture of one of your watercolors because you know oh my god yeah were you one of the pictures that you sent me of the sand dunes and the um and the grass yeah i like to paint watercolor yes. i had no idea that's what got you in trouble that's what got Shut me in trouble it. i was showing... i get everybody in trouble yeah. i don't know how that all so i got you in trouble no she was talking she took a picture with george w and it's irrelevant what they were talking about. He's got to make it about him. He's got to make it about himself. Where's your cock? Yeah. Him, you're, uh, you're, Kiss me, Alan. You're an, uh, Kissing a guy. Wait, get the picture. Okay. Now you put this out there. All right. Oh. Okay with this? Look, n- n- the, nothing is, worse can happen to me now. When, <laughs> when is the last time you kissed a guy? Like <laughs> She's still not kissing one. Like this, I mean. Like, romantically. Wait, wait, how are we going to kiss? <laughs> well... You want to erase the George no, Bush picture. No, we're not going to make out. Well, I don't mean tongue. No tongue. I mean, no, no tongue. tongue. No tongue. Because, you know, listen, I don't want to make you throw His up. His wife's right. there. This is so weird. Yeah, there's there's something incredibly, uh, like, uh, not Stepford. <laughs> Step, I was going to say Stepford, but it's it's something... <sighs> I really know fucking, I th- I'm, I'm presuming I'm, he I'm, thought this is going to make it viral. I'm going to sell more copies of the book by kissing Ellen. Uh, do you understand like that? The thought process behind this fucking fruit. Okay. I guess I can buy that, but I'm so overwhelmed with uncomfortable and nothing makes sense right now. I just, I don't, <laughs> I just feel like that cop, that cop in Scarface right up before he's going to get shot. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. So, okay. <laughs> when is the last time? Uh, not that long ago. I oh, kissed really? kiss men on the lips. Yes. On the lips? Yes. Who did you kiss on the lips? Um, probably uh, Colin Farrell. Really? Yeah. No or kidding. Leo DiCaprio. Oh, the- He's jealous. <laughs> oh, ugly guys? Yeah. Well, now you're going to kiss a hot guy. All right. Are you ready? I am. I this is the picture that is going to make America forget that you were sitting next to George W. Bush. You're so smart to do this. Okay. Here we go. Hold it. <laughs> Let me get my wig in place. Meanwhile, it's he's got the he, he I'm thinking he was bitching about her nose being crinkled. And meanwhile, his fucking beak is gonna go right through her fucking eye. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> no. This is excruciating. You wanted it. You wanted more. We're gonna play it. <laughs> Free, freeze that. <laughs> And, and and Beth like uh, frozen there, looking like looking like some kind of. Can I take a picture of Beth? 
whatever you like. You do what you like. And then we're not going to play the other part, which we'd love to, but it's just more of the uh, more. It's it's more of the another episode in which we deal with his um, heterosexuality, his hundred and twelve percent heterosexuality, where he's getting married, remarried by the Bachelor, and can't stop looking at him. There was. Um, I think there was tongue. There was no tongue. I feel you pushing a little bit. No, 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 there was no tongue. I'm a married no. man. I'm a married woman. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a good note to end on. So Bye. thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening to this particular episode. Uh, we'll try to have this out ASAP. And uh, please, I would, I should uh, reiterate uh, on this podcast. Uh, as well as what we've already done on our Facebook group, that if you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so. Um, we're uh, trying our best to get to monetization um, numbers, which is a thousand, and we're getting up there. But uh, and it's we realize it's very new into the inception of this particular channel. Uh, as always, the show is going to be free. And uh, if you like us on Podbean, Spotify. Player FM, TuneIn, whatever app you're using, Podcast Addict. Uh, I think Apple Podcasts has us now for some reason. Even though I couldn't get us into iTunes, I couldn't understand it. I think they've changed it. Uh, iTunes has created Apple Podcasts as a sort of to replace the iTunes podcast thing. I'm not sure exactly how it works. I'm not an uh, Apple guy. And uh, you can get us through there now and Pocket Casts as well. Please leave a, like a like. Please leave a comment if you want to talk to us that way. Great. You can reach us on Twitter, of course. I'm at Fillmore Fingers. Sam, you're still on Twitter, of course. Um, yeah. I'm at Samantha Therese. Uh-huh. And so uh, please uh, join our Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. And you can find us, quite frankly, Howard Stern Podcast. I've got, um, we've got this episode coming up, and then we've got another NPD 4 coming up immediately afterwards. When the next breakdown will come about, I'm not exactly sure, but as soon as it is, you'll know by getting the word from our Twitter or most definitely on our Facebook, in our Facebook group. So we love you guys. And uh, shout out to, um, a buddy of mine, Jason, on Twitter, he gave me a great uh, um, clip that we're going to use at a future NPD episode, not just yet, but it really is excellent. And also shout out to Raven Alexis, who we love, and Josie Wales, our OGs over at, um, quite frankly. Any shout outs you want to do? Um, James Santiago and Brendan I... Brendan us out in the um, threads, by the way. He's doing a great job. Yep, and Dennis DeMarco. Oh, yeah. Special shout out to, uh, is it Mark? Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, Mark. We appreciate it. And um, thank you for uh, turning your daughter into such a maven of old Hollywood and uh, <laughs> such, such a reservoir of... Uh, Aren't you, you so know, proud? Reservoir <laughs> of... of uh, <laughs> at any rate, um, thank you, guys. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon in the next podcast. T- from me and Sam, thank you so much. And love you. Cheers. Oh, just real quick, I was off of calling because uh, I just wanted to see my tooth <laughs> on the seventeenth of June. Thanks, Eric. Back back. <laughs> back back. All right, buddy. Back back. Eric, what? I couldn't hear you. What did you say? I said the tour that I'm. Take care, man. Back back. <laughs> Don't ever call back. Let me hear her, please. I'm sorry. Yeah.